RetroSeasons.com for more sports history. Hi again, everyone. Gene Elston here along with Lowell Pass, our producer Bob Boyne, and engineer Bob Green. And uh, welcome to the final game here at Cole Stadium. We have six games remaining following today. All six will be on the road at San Francisco and Los Angeles. The starting pitchers for this afternoon's ball game for the Los Angeles Dodgers, it will be right-hander Don Drysdale. And going for our Cole 45s will be right-hander Bob Bruce. Now let's take a look at the starting lineups for this afternoon's ball game. For the Los Angeles Dodgers, leading off at shortstop, Dick Trzuski. Trzuski at short. Daryl Griffith will be in right field. Griffith in right. Willie Davis in center field. Davis in center. Tommy Davis in left field. Tommy Davis in left. John Roseboro will do the catching. Roseboro, the catcher. Ron Fairley at first base. Fairley on first. Nate Oliver at second base. Oliver at second. Bart Shirley at third base. Shirley at third. And Don Drysdale, a right-hander, will be on the mound for the Dodgers. Trzuski shortstop, Griffith right field, Willie Davis in center, Tommy Davis in left, John Roseboro the catcher, Fairley first base, Oliver at second, Shirley at third, and Drysdale will be on the mound. For the Colt 45s, leading off in left field, Al Spangler, Spangler in left field. Joel Morgan at second base, Morgan at second. Rusty Staub in right field. Staub in right. Walt Bond at first base. Bond at first. Bob Aspromati at third base. Aspromati at third. Jimmy Wynn in center field. Wynn in center. Eddie Casco at shortstop. Casco at short. Jerry Grody will do the catching. Grody the catcher. And Bob Bruce, a right-hander, will be on the mound. Spangler left field. Morgan second base. Staub right field, Bond first, Aspromati third, Wynn center, Pasco short, Brody catching, and Bruce will be on the mound. Well, inasmuch as this will be our final game at Cole Stadium, and in 1965, opening in the New Dome Stadium here in Houston, and I hope that you fans were tuned in just a few moments ago when Lowell was reminiscing with Bob Aspromati about opening day out here on April the 10th. 1962 when the Colt 45s opened for the first time in the National League in the stadium. And of course the Colt 45s won that day by the score of 11-2 against the Cubs. I thought you might be interested in the starting lineups on those days, so let me run them down for you. Starting for the Cubs that day on April the 10th, 1962, Lou Brock was in center field. Ken Hubbs was at second base. Billy Williams in left field. Ernie Banks on first. George Altman in right field. Ron Santo was at third. Elder White was at shortstop. Kuno Berrigan was the catcher. And Don Cardwell did the pitching for the Cubs. Houston's starting lineup on April the 10th of 1962. Bob Aspromati third. Al Spangler center field. Roman Mejias right field. Norm Larker, first base. Jim Pendleton, left field. Hal Smith was the catcher. Joy Amalfitano at second base. 
Don Budden at shortstop, and Bobby Chance was the starting pitcher, and he went all the way for the Colt 45s, and Houston won the ball game 11-2. Ernie Banks had a home run for the Cubs that day. Mejias had two home runs, and Hal Smith had one. The Colt 45s out hit the Cubs on that opening day by 13-5. The Cubs, before the afternoon uh, was over, used a total of five pitchers. Cardwell, as I mentioned, started. Dave Girard was on. Barney Schultz did some pitching for the Cubs. Jack Warner and also uh, Al Larry. So that's a brief uh, recap on a cloudy day uh, in 1962, opening day April the 10th. And this is the wrap-up out here today. We might mention also the umpires on that day. The umpire-in-chief of the plate umpire that day was Dusty Bogus. Stan Landis was at first, Vinny Smith at second, and Mel Steiner, the umpire, at third. And this will wrap it up out here today. The final game in Colt Stadium, and there go the Colt 45s out of the field. <laughs> Fetching this uh, finale here at Colt Stadium today will be Bob Bruce. Bob taking his walk out to the mound now. He will be out after his 15th win of the year. If Bob can uh, chalk up number 15 today, he will become the winningest pitcher in Colt 45 history for a single season. As he holds the record of 14 now, along with uh, Dick Farrell, who won 14 last year. Now the Westbury High School Band from Houston, our national anthem. day out here at Cole Stadium. We have had a few sprinkles of rain, but that's all. We have quite a strong wind that's blowing out to right field today, which is unusual, and it's about 10 miles an hour, 82 degrees the temperature, and the humidity stands at 70%. And here's the lead batter now for the Los Angeles Dodgers, right-handed batter Dick Trzuski to face Bob Bruce. Here's the wind-up by Bob, and the first pitch of the final game on the way, and it's too high for ball one. Slow curve ball, one ball, no strikes. Trzuski is hitting 250, has one homer and 24 runs batted in. Joe Becker coaching on first base for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Pete Reeser down on third base. Swinging a foul by Trzuski. A tap back to the screen off the right side. Al Spangler left field. Jimmy Wynn in center. And Rusty Staub in right. Bob Aspromati at third base. Eddie Casco at short. Joe Morgan second base. And Walt Bond on first. And Jerry Grody is the catcher. 
Bob Bruce, 14 wins, 9 losses on the mound for the Colt 45. Here's the windup now on the pitch to Trzuski, and there's a line drive left field. Spangler can't get it base hit. So Trzuski has opened the ball game with a line single in the left field. That'll bring up Daryl Griffith now, the right fielder. Right fielder, number 26. Griffith is hitting 279 with four homers and 19 runs batted in. Umpire behind the plate today is Tony Benson. Lee Wires at first. Jocko Conlon at second base. And Doug Harvey is umpiring down on third. Starting to sprinkle a little bit now. Here's the stretch and a look over to first base. Bond holding up against Trzuski. There he uh, started to go on that one. He took it high and outside. They're watching for the bunt on that one, and both Bond and Aspromati moved in on it. But he takes it high and outside, ball one. Daryl Griffith, the left-handed batter. My mention here, uh, in case you missed the interview between Lowell and Bob Aspromati before the game, that only two players are in this ball game for Houston that opened uh, in 1962. There's a pop bunt foul back up and over the screen into the box seats, and it's one ball, one strike. On opening day of 1962, Bob Aspromati was at third, as he is out here today, and Al Spangler was in center field, and Al is playing left today. One ball, one strike. Trzuski is single to left field. And Willie Davis will be up next. Still watching for that bunt. Now, Aspro shaded a bit off third base. Here's the stretch by Bruce. A check on his runner at first base. There's a foul. A big swing that time. Not bunting on that one. He fouled it back up against the screen, and it's one and two. Oh, the Braves just got another one. Not that they need it, but uh, Joe Torrey has hit a home run in the eighth inning with nobody on. That's 14 to four now. 14 to four, Milwaukee leading in the top of the eighth, and the Braves are still batting. That is uh, five pitchers now that Mock has used today. Jack Bolshin into the eighth inning. Here's the one and two stretch by Bob Bruce. Swing and a miss, and he struck him out. Adele Griffith goes down swinging, and there's one out here in the first, and that will bring up the center fielder, Willie Davis. That's the 130th strikeout for Bruce this year. He leads the club in that department. And now here's Willie Davis batting 295. He bats left, 12 homers, and 73 runs batted in. One out, and Trzuski, who's single the left field, is on first base. Here's the stretch by Bob, and a check on his runner over there. Pitch on the way to Willie Davis, and a big swing at that one, and he missed it, and a strike one. One strike. Bruce's first victory over Los Angeles this year was a score of 2-1, to one, and uh, his other victory also was a one-runner when he shut out the Dodgers by a score of 1 to nothing. So both of Bob's wins have been real tight ball games. One strike to count on Willie Davis. Here's the stretch again by Bruce. There's a high pop off the left side, right in fair territory. Aspromati down the line, halfway to third, two down. Willie Davis pops up to third base two away. Here's the left fielder, Tommy Davis. He was uh, had a real good night out here in the first night of the series on Friday night. Two outs, Trzuski on first base. This is by far the best year that Bruce has ever had in the major leagues. His previous high win total was in 62, his first year with Houston, when he won 10 and lost 9. Bruce has defeated every club in the National League this year at least once, except St. Louis. Here's Tommy Davis hitting 275. He bats right-handed. Trzuski on first, started to go, and then held up. Ground ball to the shortstop, Eddie Casco. Eddie goes on to second base to Morgan to retire the side. Well, that's it for the Dodgers in the top of the first as Trzuski is forced to short to second base. 
No runs and one hit. There were no errors. One man left on. Top of the first inning, the Los Angeles Dodgers nothing, and the Colt 45s are coming to bat. Fine tobacco at its best. Smoke a lucky strike. Fine tobacco at its best. The taste that they like. Great taste was born today. They made this famous lucky blend. And it's a fact. Each lucky's packed with fine tobacco. And to end, taste fine tobacco at its best. Smoke a lucky strike. Smoke a lucky strike. What makes lucky strike so popular with people who smoke for taste? The answer is simple. Lucky's bring you the great taste of fine tobacco at its best. That's because Lucky's are blended with fine tobacco. Fine tobacco from one end of that cigarette to the other. If you're a smoker and you smoke for taste, remember, LSMFT. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco, and that means great taste. So taste fine tobacco at its best. Smoke a Lucky Strike. Why not buy a carton? Right-hander Don Drysdale up for the Dodgers here this afternoon. He'll be looking at Al Spangler, Joe Morgan, and Rusty Staub in the bottom half of the first. Drysdale is 18 victories this year against 15 defeats. Here's Spangler batting left-handed. He's hitting 248. Al has hit four homers and has driven in 36 runs so far. Still getting a light sprinkle out here as we start the bottom of the first. Drysdale, a big fella, he stands 6'6", weighs 210 pounds. Don is 28 years old. Here's the windup now, and the first pitch on the way to Spangler. There's a strike on the outside corner of the bell to strike one. Joe Morgan will be up next. One hit in the ball game, top of the first inning by the shortstop, Dick Drazuski. Here's the pitch on the way again now, and Al takes it low and outside, and it's one ball and one strike, one and one count. Drysdale has defeated Houston twice this year and has lost once. And his lifetime record against the Colt 45s is five wins, four losses. One ball, one strike on Spangler. Joe Morgan will be up next. Here's the pitch. Ground ball to third. Bart Shirley has it. Quick throw to first. Low and fairly dug it out. And Spangler is out at first base, third to first. That'll bring up Joe Morgan now with one down. Take a look at the defensive alignment here for the Dodgers today. Tommy Davis is in left, Willie Davis in center, and Daryl Griffith is in right field. Bart Shirley at third, Dick Trzuski at shortstop, Nate Oliver second base, and Ron Fairley on first with John Roseboro, the catcher. Jim Busby coaching at third for Houston. And Sam Adairs coaching at first. Here's the windup, and the pitch on the way now by Drysdale. There's a ball that's in too high to Morgan Ball on. Joe is hitting 0-56. A little left-handed batter. One ball, no strikes. Here's the windup now. The next pitch into Morgan, and he takes it just a little bit too high for ball two. It's two and nothing. Drysdale holds one shutout uh, over Houston this year, winning by a score of six to nothing. And his other victory over the Colt 45s was by a score of five to two. Here's the 2-0 windup into Morgan, and Joe laces one to the second baseman. A one-hopper to Nate Oliver, and on to Fairley, two down. So the first two Houston batters have bounced out. Spangler and Morgan, and now here's Rusty Staub. The uh, one game that Bruce has lost, or rather that uh, Drysdale has lost to Houston this year, was the night that Bruce shut out Los Angeles one to nothing, and Drysdale was the losing pitcher that night. 
Here's Rusty hitting 202 with six homers and 32 runs batted in. And the windup now on the first pitch to Rusty, but Rusty pops it up in the infield. That's a real high one off the first base side, and Ron Farley calling for it now on the edge of the infield grass, and that retires the side. Three up and three down for Houston first inning. No runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left on. And at the end of one inning of play here at Cole Stadium this afternoon, Los Angeles nothing and Houston nothing. Say all you cigarette smokers, have you ever tasted fine tobacco at its best? Well, you have if you've ever smoked a Lucky Strike. You see, every Lucky is blended with fine tobacco from one end of that cigarette to the other. You know what LSMFT stands for. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Well, that means great taste, so why not do this? Taste fine tobacco at its best. Just look for the pack with the big red bullseye. Smoke a Lucky Strike. Taste fine tobacco at its best. Smoke a Lucky Strike. Fine tobacco at its best. The taste that millions like. Great taste was born the day they made this famous Lucky Blend. And it's a pack, each Lucky Pack, with fine tobacco and to end. Taste fine tobacco at its best. Smoke a Lucky Strike. Smoke a Now we're moving on to the first half of the second inning now, and the lead batter will be John Roseboro for the Dodgers. Ron Farley and Nate Oliver will follow. No score. Roseboro is a left-handed batter. He's hitting 284, three homers, and 42 runs batted in. One hit off Bruce, a lead single by Trzuski in the first inning. Roseboro goes for that slow pitch and pops it up into the seats off the left side. Strike one. That one almost went through an umbrella. <laughs> one strike. Ron Fairley will bat next, top of the second. Outfield is, well, Wynn is straight away in center. Staub is pulling Roseboro and right, though. Curveball low inside, and it's one ball and one strike. 1-1 one, one count. Bruce has pitched 190 innings, allowed 186 hits, and Bob's ERA is 2.89 as he starts today, making his 29th start of the year. Here's the pitch. Roseboro hits a long foul to right field. Ooh, he got a hold of that one. Way off the end of the stands down the right field line, foul ball one and two. Bruce, in his 28 previous starts, has gone the distance eight times, and his eight complete games is high on our staff. Here's the one and two windup now, and the pitch on the way to Roseboro. There's a ball outside, ball two, strike two. One of the reasons for Bob's good year we have mentioned before is the fact that his control has been excellent. He has given up only 31 walks in 191 innings this year. Here's the 2-2 pitch to Roseboro. Now there's a fly ball right field. It's deep, and Staub is over forward on the run. He's going to get it. Makes the catch on it in deep right center field, one down. So Roseboro drives one to deep right center, taken by Rusty Staub. And here's Ron Fairley, the first baseman. Fairley is hitting 257, left-handed batter also, with 10 homers and 72 runs batted in. One out, nobody on base. Nothing for Los Angeles, nothing for Houston. Here's the windup by Bruce and the pitch on the way now, and Fairley takes a strike around the knees. Now let's check these scores now. I want to keep you posted all afternoon on them because, as most of you know, they're very important. Braves are still way out in front of Philadelphia in their ball game today, low inside. One ball, one strike. Milwaukee 14, Philadelphia uh, 4 now with the Phillies batting in the bottom half of the eighth. 
Tony Cloninger was the starting pitcher for the Braves. He was taken out in the eighth inning. Has just been removed, incidentally. Ball inside. And Jim Bunning started for Philadelphia, but was knocked out in the fourth. Joe Torrey has homered for the Braves in the eighth with nobody on. John Callison has homered twice. And he has just picked up the fifth run for Philadelphia with an eighth inning home run. Swing and a foul ball. Ball two, strike two on Fairley. So that is now... Uh, Milwaukee 14 and Philadelphia 5 with the Phillies still batting in the bottom of the 8th. Ball 2 and strike 2 on Fairley. One out, nobody on base. Nate Oliver will bat next for the Dodgers here now on the top of the second inning. Bruce goes into his windup and the pitch on the way to Fairley. He just about got him on that one. He checked just in time. High inside pitch, but he almost went for it. Three balls, two strikes. Cincinnati beat New York for their eighth win in a row in the first game of their doubleheader, 4-1. to one. Jim O'Toole won his 17th game, and Tracy Stollard was the loser. He's the first major league pitcher to lose 20 this year. Foul ball up in the seats off the left side by Fairley, and the count holds at 3-2. No home runs in that first game at New York. So the Reds now have won eight games in a row. They have won 11 of their last 12 games. The second game is just getting started. Joey Jay will go for the Reds. Galen Sisko for New York. At this moment, the Reds and the Phillies are tied for first place. Here's the 3-2 pitch now. Swing and a miss, and he struck him out. So Fairley goes out on strikes, two away, and that'll bring up the second baseman, Nate Oliver. That's the second strikeout for Bruce today. He got Griffith in the first. First portion of this afternoon's broadcast is being sent your way by the American Tobacco Company, makers of Lucky Strike cigarettes. Here's Oliver. He bats right, two outs, nobody on, hitting 249. 20 runs batted in for this little right-handed batter. Bruce's first pitch to him is outside of the letters, ball one. St. Louis, three, and Pittsburgh nothing at the end of five. Roger Craig against Vernon Law in that one. And the Cubs defeated San Francisco four to one in the first game of uh, their doubleheader today. There was a pretty good pitching attraction there. Here's the one and zero pitch to Oliver now. There's a high foul. No play on that one. Back up into the seats. One ball, one strike. Larry Jackson defeated Juan Marichal in that first game. Cubs uh, won at four to one. Jackson won his 23rd game of the year. Marichal is a 20-game winner. He's 20 and eight now, and Jackson is 23 and 10. It was nothing and nothing until the Cubs scored all four runs in the eighth inning. And the Giants came back with one in the uh, top half of the ninth inning. Here's the 1-1 pitch to Oliver. Call strike on the outside corner of the knees, and it's 1-2. and two. Yankees did not score in the 11th inning. And New York and Washington are still tied 2-2 with the Senators batting in the bottom half of the 11th. Whitey Ford started for New York, removed in the 8th, and Benny Daniels started for Washington, taken out in the 11th inning. Mickey Mantle homered in the seventh with nobody on for New York, and Don Zimmer hit one for Washington in the eighth with nobody on. Here's the one and two pitch to Oliver now. Ground ball in the hole. Casco backhands it. Can't get it. That'll probably be a base hit. Ball got away from Casco going back into the hole. Got a glove on it. It hit the heel of his glove and bounced up his arm, and Oliver is safe at first. So with two outs, I doubt that Casco could have made the play on Oliver had he picked it up. Let's see what the official score says. So there are two outs down. Here's Bart Shirley. They're going to give him an error on it. That is officially charged as an error on Casco. That's only uh, about the 15th error on Casco this year. So it's a boot on the Houston shortstop, Eddie Casco. And now here's Bart Shirley. There's a lob over to first base. Shirley is hitting 306. That's right-handed. Five runs batted in. 
They'll score top of the second inning. The Dodgers have their second base runner on now. And Oliver takes and breaks on the first pitch. There's a ground ball right back up the middle, and Morgan forced him on it. <laughs> well, he put that one in a good spot. Joe was standing on the bag when he caught that ground ball on the hit and run. So Shirley is uh, safe at first, and Oliver is forced out unassisted by the second baseman, Joe Morgan. And that retires the side. No runs, no hits, one error. One man was left on base. Bottom of the second coming up now. Dodgers nothing. Colt 45s nothing. Here's a final on that uh, Washington game. The Senators won it. Washington has defeated New York 3-2 to two in 11 innings, and that snaps the Yankees' 11-game winning string. Hal Renup was the loser. Ronnie Klein the winner for Washington. Home runs by Mickey Mantle and Don Zimmer. The uh, Baltimore Orioles defeated Cleveland this afternoon, 4 to nothing. a three-hit shutout by Robin Roberts for his 12th win of the year, and Sonny Siebert lost it for Cleveland. And Norm Seaburn had a home run for the Orioles in the fourth with one on. Chicago has scored a run in the top of the first at Kansas City. That game has just started. Joel Horland against Blue Moon Odom in that one. And at the end of six and a half with the Tigers batting in the bottom of the seventh, Tigers three, Boston nothing. Bill Monbouquet for the Red Sox, Joe Sparma for Detroit. And Bill Bruton had a home run for Detroit in the fifth with nobody on. And Minnesota, Los Angeles did not get started. So New York's lead has been trimmed now to three games in the American League race as Baltimore has won four to nothing and the Yankees have lost three to two. And the White Sox are just playing now. Just started. San Francisco, Chicago, no score at the end of three. The Phillies picked up two runs in the eighth inning. It's now 14 to six. Milwaukee going into the ninth inning. And uh, no score yet on Cincinnati, New York, second game. And at the end of six innings, the Cardinals lead Pittsburgh three to nothing. There's Walt Bond now. Leading off in the bottom half of the second. Here's Walt Bond. He's hitting 256. 20 home runs and 83 runs batted in. Here's the windup by Drysdale on the pitch. Now, there's a high pop foul off the left side. No chance, though, for Shirley to get it. Going back up into the first or second row back of the Houston dugout. We just had a scoring change on the ground ball hit by Nate Oliver. Changed that error to Casco to a base hit for Nate Oliver. So that's the second hit off Bruce. He raced the air on Casco and credit Oliver with an infield single. One strike now. Here's the pitch uh, by Drysdale, and it's uh, low and outside. One ball, one strike. No score. Bottom half of the second inning. Bond will be followed by Bob Aspromati and Jimmy Wynn. Here's the 1-1 pitch now. There's a high pop-up left side. Shortstop Dick Trzuski just off the left side of second on the infield grass. And there's one down. So Bond has opened the second by popping to short. And here's Aspro now with one out. Been two hits in the ballgame so far, and uh, the Dodgers have both of them. Well, the sprinkles have stopped now. A little blue sky overhead. Here's Aspro. He's hitting 283, 12 homers, and 66 runs batted in. First pitch to him is inside up around the letters for ball one. One ball, no strike. Drysdale in 305 innings this year has struck out 227 batters and has issued.
to 62 bases on balls. Drysdale has pitched 21 complete games this year. This is his 39th start. Ground ball back in the hole. Trzuski there, though. There's the throw to first, and they got him. So Aspromati got it down to the hole over to Trzuski's right, but he fielded the ball easily and came up with it. So Aspro has bounced out short to first. Here's Jimmy Wynn now. Wynn is hitting 215. Four homers and 14 runs batted in. Two outs, nobody on base. Last half of the second inning. 28-year-old right-hander from Van Nuys, California, doing the pitching for the Dodgers today, Don Drysdale. Wynn got a hold of one deep left field, but Tommy Davis is back quickly to hold it in to retire the side. Well hit ball, but Davis went back and dragged it down. Three up and three down. But Drysdale retires the first six men to face him out here today. No runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left on. And our ball game now goes to the first half of the third with the score Los Angeles nothing and Houston nothing. Fine tobacco at its best, smoke a lucky strike. Fine tobacco at its best, the taste that made it like. Great taste was born the day they made this famous lucky blend. And it's a fact, each lucky's packed with fine tobacco, end to end taste. Fine tobacco at its best, smoke a lucky strike. Smoke a lucky strike. It seems to occasionally blow in from center field toward the plate. We mentioned earlier that the wind today is blowing from the left field corner to the right side, which is just the opposite of the normal prevailing winds out here. As the first pitch to Drysdale bounces to third. Aspro up with it on the grass. Throw to first, and there's one down. So Drysdale, a 179 hitter with one homer, eight runs batted in. Bounces out third to first. That'll bring up the top of the batting order, Dick Trzuski. One out, nobody on base. Score, nothing, nothing, third inning. Aspromati has had only 11 errors this year at third base. And uh, the National League record for the fewest number of errors in a season by a third baseman is held jointly by Aspromati and Stan Hack of the Chicago Cubs. Trzuski takes a strike up around the letters, and that is 13. The record was originally set by Hack of the Cubs in 1937 and tied in 62 by Aspromati. And up to this point, Aspro has committed only 11 errors. Here's the pitch now. High, and it's one ball, one strike. Fastball. One out, nobody on. Daryl Griffith will be up next. Bob Bruce and Don Drysdale. has a sign again now from Jerry Grody and here's the one and one pitch and Trzuski takes just a little bit high again for ball two and it's two and one. All two strike one. 
Outfield shade just a bit off the right side for Trzuski. Here's the pitch now. Curveball, and that's popped up off the left side of the plate. Back by the screen. Now Grody back, but uh, he can't get it. Hits up on top of the wire. Almost directly behind the plate, and it's ball two, strike two. Here at Crow Stadium this year in the first eight games between Houston and Los Angeles, the Dodgers have taken six. And the Dodgers have already clinched the season series, winning nine against Houston's five. We still have three more games to play next weekend at Dodger Stadium. Ball two, strike two. One out, Drysdale has bounced to third. And Trzuski singled his first time. A 2-2 pitch on the way, popped up. Back by the shortstop, Eddie Casco, over by second base. And just behind the bag, a little bit shaded over by the second base side, two down. Trzuski pops to short. Here's Daryl Griffith now with two outs. Number 26, the right fielder, Daryl Griffith. Griffith, the left-handed batter, struck out his first time up. Two outs, nobody on, nothing and nothing. the windup by Bruce now, the pitch on the way, and there's a swing and a miss and a strike one. Gold 45's going into play today are four games ahead of their 1963 pace. 45's have won 64 games, lost 91. A year ago at this time, Houston had won 60 and lost 95. Four games on the plus side there. Here's the pitch to Griffith now, and a swing and a miss. Got him on a slip pitch or change, and it's strike two. In the games behind column, 45s are 10 games closer to first place than they were a year ago at this time. Here's the two-strike pitch to Griffith, now fastball, and he punches a foul high and up into the seats off the third base side, and the count holds at two strikes. Two-strike count now on Darrell Griffith as Drysdale has bounced out and Trzuski has popped a shortstop. Bob winds again now. Here's the pitch on the way, and he struck him out. Got him on a curveball low inside. That's the third strikeout for Bruce today. So three up and three down here for the Dodgers in the third. No runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left on base. And the score now, Houston nothing and Los Angeles nothing as we go into the bottom half of the third. If you're a cigarette smoker, here's a question for you. Have you tried a Lucky lately? If not, just remember this. When you taste a Lucky, you taste fine tobacco at its best. After all, LSMFT, Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. And that means great taste. It means when you light up a Lucky, you get rich, full, enjoyable flavor. So have yourself a reunion with a great cigarette. Get together with the Red Bullseye and taste fine tobacco at its best. Smoke a Lucky Strike. Fine tobacco at its best. Smoke a lucky strike. Fine tobacco at its best. The taste that millions like. Great taste was born the day they made this famous lucky blend. And it's a fact, each lucky stack with fine tobacco end to end. Taste fine tobacco at its best. Smoke a lucky strike. Smoke a lucky strike. Last half of the third inning now. Phillies uh, batting in the bottom of the ninth now. 14 to 6, Braves leading, and this is the Phillies' last chance. Eddie Casco will lead off for the Colt 45s. Jerry Grody and Bob Bruce will follow here in the bottom of the third. Casco is hitting 247 with 22 runs batted in. 
16 doubles and one triple for Eddie so far this year. Here's Drysdale's windup and the first pitch to Casco, and Eddie takes a strike above the knees, strike one. Drysdale has retired the first six men to face him. No score, third inning. Jerry Grody in the on-deck circle off the left side. Here's the pitch now. Eddie started to go, and he took a strike. That's right up around the belt, and it's 0-2. Two strikes on Casco, lead batter, third inning. This is the ninth year that Drysdale... KPRC, Houston. Ball that's over but low. He started out with the Brooklyn Dodgers in 1956 after spending a couple seasons in the minor leagues. He's won 141 games and lost 105 in the nine seasons. And he has 18 wins, 15 losses today. And the one and two pitch now to Eddie Casco. Curveball, tap foul up against the screen off the right side. And the count holds at one ball and two strikes. One and two count. Outfield is pretty well straight away here for Casco. Here's the windup by Drysdale and the next pitch to Casco. Fastball, ground ball in the hole. Trzuski back deep, throw to first base, and they just got him on a close play at first. That's the second time that Trzuski has had to go back in the hole to throw out a runner, uh, Aspromati, in the second inning, and now he gets Casco to open the third. Here's Jerry Grody, the Houston catcher, hitting 183. Three homers and 24 runs batted in. It's interesting to note that going into play today, the Phillies' magic number to clinch the pennant was seven, and in just a few moments, it could be that Cincinnati will have that magic number. Here's the windup and the pitch now. There's a swing by Grody and a foul off the left side. In case you've joined us late, the Phillies are losing their first game, and Cincinnati has already won their first game, their eighth consecutive win, incidentally. And they're playing the second game now at New York, just getting underway. One strike. Here's the pitch to Grody now, and he starts to go, and he checks it. And it's one ball and one strike, 1-1 one, one count. The magic number in the American League is still four, because the Yankees have lost their game, and Baltimore has won. One ball, one strike pitch. There's a swing and a miss by Grody. Pitch up around the letters, and it's one ball and two strikes. Last half of the third, Houston nothing, Los Angeles nothing. Grody hits one to right field. Darrell Griffith there, though, and he hauls it down. Well hit line drive into right. Griffith moving quickly to his right to make the catch. So with two down, that will bring up the Houston pitcher, Bob Bruce. Bob is hitting 186. He has one run batted in, one double. Outfield uh, does not pull him. Uh, left fielder Tommy Davis way over in left center field. Here's Drysdale's first pitch to Bruce. Bob taps the first one. The third baseman, Bart Shirley, cuts in front of Trzuski. Easy play at first base to retire the side. So Drysdale gets nine batters in a row. He retires the side in order for the first three innings. And that's all for Houston here now in the bottom of the third. No runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left on base. And the score now at the end of three innings of play is Los Angeles nothing and Houston nothing. There have been only two hits today, and the Dodgers picked up both of them, a single by Trzuski in the first and a single by Nate Oliver in the second inning. Oliver's was an infield hit, 
And as I just mentioned, uh, the 45s have been retired in order through the first three innings uh, without a strikeout by Don Drysdale. So as we start the fourth inning out here this afternoon, our final day at Cole Stadium, the score is Los Angeles nothing and Houston nothing. And right here in the fourth inning, let's hear from Lowell Pass. All right, Gene, thank you very much. And hi again, everybody. Two fine right-handers battling it out here in the final game for the Colts at home for this year, the final game regularly scheduled at Colts Stadium ever. Bob Bruce for the 45s and Don Drysdale for the Los Angeles Dodgers. The peg has been made to second base. Time for batter up. And the leadoff batter here on the top of the fourth inning is Willie Davis, a left-hand hitter. He popped to Aspermati at third base in the first inning. Willie batting at 295. Very good all-around ball player. Great speed. He has uh, 73 runs batted in on the season. Here's Bruce with the pitch now. And the first one swung on and missed. Strike one. Willie Davis will take a cut ball. It's a do-or-die sort of a swing. He can be fooled quite frequently. And the pitch. Bouncing in there. On back to the wire. Ball one and strike one. To show you the speed of Willie, he's stolen 36 bases this year. Behind Maury Wills, of course, the total number of stolen bases. And been thrown out 14 times. He struck out 55 times on the season. Outfield playing him to pull deep. The wind is blowing this way now. Changing around just a little bit. Here's the pitch from Bob. High. On upstairs for ball two and strike one. If you dial in a little late, there is no score. Two hits in the game, and the Dodgers have those. And we have on the infield Aspermani and Casco, the left side. To the right side, Morgan and Bond. And Bruce's pitch swung on, and he shaves it on the top side, fouling it in against Grody, who sort of keels over there. And Jerry gets out now. Trainer Ewell out quickly. Grody limping a little bit. It uh, could have been that it got him on the flag, the right flag up just above the knee. Or it could have been uh, at the top of the shoe now. Where he's flexing the right foot just a little bit. Ball two and strike two. Tommy Davis will be the on-deck man and uh, John Roseborough to bat third here. Nothing and nothing. Brody down to the crouch again. Got a real fine crowd here for a threatening afternoon in Houston. And uh, you good people in uh, Louisiana, we've got a lot of your people over here. They were over for the big football game last night. Ball two, strike two. Bruce's pitch swung on. He reached for a high one and fouled it back to the left. And uh, Brody running it down, but it clears the wire. And a ball two, strike two count. Bob Bruce, having pitched 190 and one-third innings, with 14 wins and 9 defeats. And his earned run average is 289. 289. And his mound opponent, 219 on the earned run average. Here's the pitch on the way. Swung on a high one, hit down the right field line, cutting back over into the seats, though, I believe. Both uh, Morgan and Rusty letting up on the run. It's into the boxes. Well, two and strike two. Well, bulletin final score, Milwaukee defeated Philadelphia 14-8. The Phillies got two more runs in the ninth inning. Eight runs, normally enough to win most any ball game, of course. And Callison had a two-run homer in the ninth inning. No one can say he didn't do his share. He had three home runs in the ball game and drove in 
four of their eight runs with homers. A chain swung on it down to Bond in foul territory. Just inches over the line. Ball two and strike two. Cloninger, who started but was relieved by Olivo in the eighth, was the winning pitcher. Cloninger became an 18-game winner today, 14 losses. Bunning was the starting pitcher, and he was belted. Lost his seventh. He's won 18. So the story, in case you uh, didn't hear or couldn't find it, recorded anywhere today, why, it's a tight race in the National League. There's a swing and a miss, and he bruised him one time. Davis goes down swinging, and it's the fourth strikeout recorded by Bob Bruce. the left fielder, Tommy Davis. Tommy Davis, first man retiring the side of the first inning, up again. 275 hitter has 14 homers. One of them came in the first game of the series. On Friday night, he hit it way up into the seats in left center. Here's the pitch from Bruce. Swung on a drive into center field. Back a bit towards right center. Went over and Rusty Staub coming in. And it's going to be Rusty, I believe, in front of Jimmy Wynn. And uh, Rusty lost his cap, but he hangs on to that baseball. Almost colliding out there. Jim Wynn and Rusty Staub. Two men are out. And John Roseborough. Well, the story, I guess, on center fielding is that uh, you go get anything that you can get, roaming far and wide. And Rusty figuring, well, uh, I just don't want to let anybody slip up out there, take any chances. No question about the improvement of Jimmy Wynn and Rusty on the defensive out there. John Roseborough flying into right field in the second inning. Left-hand batter, Bruce Pitch, is high for ball one. Roseboro hitting at 283 this time around, and he has 42 runs batted in. Johnny's hit three homers. No score in the game. You've just dialed us in, and we're in the first of the fourth inning, and Bruce brings on the pitch. Swung on, fouled up and back. It's out of play. So the count is ball one and strike one. Team batting average for the Dodgers is 250-250. And uh, the opposing batsmen against their pitchers have hit 234. There's a changeup fouled off into the crowd to the left side. That time, Roseborough got out a little early, committing himself, and then uh, more or less following through. Ball one and strike two. The Houston turn run average. about the improvement of Jimmy Wynn and Rusty on the defensive out there. John Roseborough flying into right field in the second inning. Left-hand batter, Bruce Pitch, is high for ball one. Roseborough hitting at 283 this time around, and he has 42 runs batted in. Johnny's hit three homers. No score in the game. You've just dialed us in, and we're in the first of the fourth inning, and Bruce brings on the pitch. Swung on, fouled up and back. It's out of play. 
So the count is ball one and strike one. Team batting average for the Dodgers is 250-250. And uh, the opposing batsmen against their pitchers have hit 234. There's a changeup fouled off into the crowd to the left side. That time, Rosebarrow got out a little early, committing himself, and then uh, more or less following through. Ball one and strike two. The Houston earned run average, the pitching staff, 3.38. The pitch, and it missed outside. Ball two and strike two. Of course, Gene has noted, and you've heard us refer to this fact many times, that the great improvement by Bruce in uh, the low number of bases on balls. It's hard to believe he'd walked just 31 batters in 190 and one-thirds innings. There's a foul flipped off back a third into the crowd. So it's ball two and strike two. Bruce has allowed eight home runs. And with that easy, tantalizing, soft little motion up there, they go for a lot of his uh, stuff. There's a foul he swung on the breaking ball hitting down around the knees ball two and strike two Roseboro is 43 and 61 on bases on balls and strikeouts 61 times he struck out so Bruce has struck out 133 batters on the season and here's Bob's pitch Best ball swung on. Back to the wire. Foul ball. 2-2. Two, two. two down and no one on base. No score in the game and just two hits thus far. Trzeski single as the lead batter in the left field in the first inning. And then Oliver on a very close call got a base hit infield single to beat short. Touch chain swung on and fouled off to the left side. That was in tight against Roseboro. Bruce changed him up. And it's ball two and strike two. Hard again. Look for the sign. He's ready. Around comes the arm. The pitch. Swung on. Line out into left field. Spangler over there. Out towards left center. Not too deep. He's got it for the out. And that retires the Dodgers. So no runs, no hits, and no one left on. There were no errors. And the game moves to the last half of the fourth inning. It's Houston nothing and the Los Angeles Dodgers nothing. Years ago, when Lucky Strike set out to make their first cigarette, they set their sights on this, taste. And taste is just what they got. Today, it's still the Lucky Strike story in one word. The reason? Fine tobacco. Fine tobacco blended from one end of a Lucky to the other. L-S-M-F-T. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. And you know what that means. Great taste every time you light up. Taste that's rich and full. If you smoke for taste, taste fine tobacco at its best. Smoke a lucky strike. Taste fine tobacco at its best. Smoke a lucky strike. Fine tobacco at its best. The taste that's rich and like. Great taste was born the day they made this famous lucky blend. It's a fact, each lucky stack with fine tobacco and to end taste fine tobacco at its best. Smoke a lucky strike, smoke lucky strike. Yes, lucky strike, another fine product from the American Tobacco Company. 
last half of inning number four. We've got a new leader in the National League right now. Cincinnati has won its first game, and Philadelphia lost its game to Milwaukee. So Cincinnati has vaulted into first place in an almost unbelievable rally, and have won eight straight ball games. That's a new... Um, Mark in the National League for consecutive wins this year. Six was the former high. Here's Drysdale pitching to Spangler. Ball on the outside. Spangler bounded 5-3, third to first, his first time up. Cincinnati has jumped out in front in the second game against the Mets, scoring three runs in the top half of the first inning. That's keeping you posted right up to the second. 3 nothing Cincinnati with the Mets now coming to bat in the last half of the first inning. The new leader, Cincinnati, and the Cardinals are moving in. All right, the pitch, chain swung on, clipped out to the left side. Trzuski at short, little looper, is there and takes it for the out. Spangler, off balance on the swing, a little change up on him, I guess. And here's Joe Morgan, grounded out second to first, his first time up. Morgan has one hit since joining the 45s, but he's a better hitter than that, believe you. Cincinnati won its first game from the Mets 4-1, 0-2, making it 17-7 on the season. Stollard was the losing pitcher. In rides the pitch. Morgan takes low. Noting that uh, Joe Morgan, having been to bat 18 times to start this game and walked six times. St. Louis is leading 3-0 over the Pittsburgh Pirates. Pirates batting in the eighth inning. Drysdale winds, delivers. In tight against Morgan, he skips back. Ball two, no strikes. So, the St. Louis Cardinals also with a, an opportunity with just a game and a half out today. In tight to Morgan. Ball three and no strikes. So St. Louis, if they can win, will be just the one-half game back of Cincinnati. The Giants also an opportunity, but they lost their first game. Here's a strike. Three balls and one strike to Joe Morgan. No score in this ball game. Last half of the fourth inning. One out. Houston batting with no one on base. And Drysdale pumps and throws. Swung on. A looper going into shallow center. Coming in Willie Davis now. And he's there. Loves it for the out. It's two away. Willie can really cover the territory. Moving back to the left and right and coming in. Rusty stop. And uh, if you were here, what had happened, you'll never forget. And if you were listening, perhaps you'll never forget. The first home run Rusty stop ever got in the big leagues was off this big right-hander, Don Drysdale, last year. And it was hit deep into the right of straightaway center. The pitch high for ball one. Rusty popped out to first base in the first inning today. 32 runs batted in for the redhead. The pitch. Stop takes in there for strike call. One ball and one strike. Drysdale with that sort of a whiplash delivery. It's hard to pick up the flight of the ball. Gets in on you. Rocks back and delivery. Swung on. Popped up. This is back of the plate. Roseboro off with a mask following back now. He's under it. And Roseboro grabs it for the putout. Boy, this game is moving along. Houston here. No runs, no hits. None left on, and there were no errors. Well, at the end of four innings of play, Los Angeles nothing, and Houston nothing. 
Well, in a few short days, the 1964 baseball season will be over. And we'd like to say we've enjoyed entertaining those of you who were winners of our various contests throughout the season. And our thanks to Trans-Texas Airways with its new radar-smooth conveyors and extended time-saving schedules for helping us make your trips here more enjoyable. And to the world-famous Shamrock Hilton Hotel for the wonderful accommodations our guests enjoyed. A special congratulation goes out to our grand prize winners who will soon be winging their way to the New York World's Fair aboard American Airlines, route to the Astrojets. And to all of our listeners, be sure to join us daily for 1964 and next year when we will originate from our palatial new home in the fabulous Dome Stadium. A lot of people around here today, in fact, every day, everywhere, talking about the Dome Stadium. Ron Fairley, first baseman for the Dodgers, will lead off. He struck out swinging in the second inning. And here's Bob Bruce with the rock back on the mound, the pitch, and it's in there for strike call. Tony Vinzon calling him back to plate today. An almost unbelievable finish here, believe me, in this National League this season. We've had some great and exciting finishes, haven't we? But this is going to top them all, it looks like. There's a drive bounding down to Bond. He doesn't come up with it. It was down just between his shoes and then Eric Bond. He just had to make a couple of three little strides to his right, and it was going to pump it underhand over to Bruce, covering it first, I suppose, but he did not come up with the ball, looked back, and couldn't fetch it in time. So there's the first error of the ball game, and the lead batter is on, fairly at first, and here is Nate Oliver. Oliver, on a question play there at uh, second base, it was first... Uh, Talked up as an error, and then later reversed, scored as a base hit on the infield, with Casco driving back hard to his right on a bounder that in his backhand to try one off of the glove and skipped up off the shoulder. Here's the bunt off to the right side, and Bond will go back to Morgan at first base, covering the sacrifice is okay. So with a man at second now, fairly sacrificed along, it's one out, and Bart Shirley is the batter. Shirley was hitting at a clip of 306 coming into the ball game. He's dropped to 297. Of course, has not been up uh, very many times. 37 times at bat and has 11 hits. Right in batter. Mark Shirley out of the University of Texas and received an award as the minor league Texas ball player who most likely to succeed as a major leaguer. And here he is being given a good uh, try by the Los Angeles Dodgers, the defending world's champions. Bob Bruce looks in there. Runner at second. No score, but the Dodgers threaten here with one out. And a pitch. In tight. Ball one. Will Bob sort of pitch around him a little bit? And Bruce... With the pressure on, the infield, of course, uh, having to be concerned with the batter. With no one on at first base, one out. The runner leads off at second. A pitch, and it swung on, hit deep into left center field. Wind goes back. Wind fading way back there. He's under it, and he grabs it off for the putout. Jimmy got a good jump on the ball at the crack of the bat and made it look relatively easy. But of course, you've got to make that play 
any day, all the way in the big leagues. And here's Don Drysdale with two men out. Drysdale bounced 5-3 his first time up. So now Cincinnati has won 90 uh, games and lost 66, and Philadelphia has won 90 games and lost 67. Cincinnati is on its way to another victory in a double dip up at Shea Stadium in New York today. The wind is blowing straight in right at the moment, as indicated by the flags in center field. And the pitch to Drysdale is high. Ball on. That's right. If you were not tuned in, we gave that final score. Milwaukee clobbered Philadelphia 14 to 8. Collison got three homers all in lane. We'll have a few sprinkles and we'll tiptoe around and through this one today. Weatherman's being real nice to us today. We had some very ominous clouds out there and causing it up. There's a ball going on past the middle of Grody on a high fastball delivery and advancing to third run fairly. Followed a wild pitch. Wild pitch Bruce. Fairly advancing to third. The count goes ball two and strike one with two out. No score in the ball game. Drysdale. Batting average of 178. Drysdale is one real fine competitor and a good attitude, of course. To a great extent, that is a part of success. This game of baseball, the pitch, and it drops low and away. Breaking stuff, sliding off it. Ball three and strike one. Just a few more um, raindrops, but uh, not too many people stirring right at this moment. A lot of umbrellas out, though. Bob Bruce ready. And the pitch. And it missed high. Ball four. And Bruce has given up a base on balls to Don Drysdale. The first free ticket off Bob Bruce today. 32 bases on balls for the season. Victor Krasinski, the shortstop, who has one of the two hits allowed by Bob Bruce, is the batter. The right-hand batter is Krasinski. And he has a 252 batting average. Nothing and nothing now with runners at third and first. Two men are out. Bob Bruce giving up the first walk in 14 innings to Drysdale, who leads off at first. Fairly third. The pitch swung on and missed. Strike one. Bruce over the top and uh, powering right through the follow-through on that delivery. Krasinski popped a short after his single. So he's one for two today. Pitch. Swung on, hit down to the left side to short. Ground ball scooped up by Casco. Flips it to Morgan. Force play on Drysdale. A nice play. you got to make that one. No runs, no hits, and two left on. There was one error. We move into the last of the fifth inning. It's Houston nothing and Los Angeles nothing. Well, Don Drysdale back on the mound getting warm-up throws. Last of the fifth inning coming around, and he'll be facing... Walter Pond, Bob Aspermani, and Jimmy Wynn. Nothing and nothing. Two hits in the ball game, both by the Los Angeles Dodgers. Walter Bond up there now, big left-hand batter, and swings and nubs one down softly to the first baseman fairly. Steps on first, 
and it's one away. An unassisted put out. Chicago got four runs on the Ernie Banks slam there in the fifth inning, and the Cubs lead the Giants 4 nothing through five innings of that second game of the doubleheader. Chicago won the first game off the Giants. Four and one was the final score. Oh, boy, the Giants uh, had visions of sugar plum fairies or something up there when they were playing today to start their doubleheader only three games back of uh, Philadelphia. Aspermani moves out on that high inside fast one. Ball one. Bob grounded short to first his first time up today. Was in the opening lineup. First game ever for the 45s in Cole Stadium. Came up with three hits. Had the first hit as a Cole 45. Here's the pitch. Swung on and wrapped in the left field. Not today. Tommy Davis. Up with that glove. Just almost standing in his tracks. He's got it. And it's two away. So in the last half of the fifth inning, two men are down, no one on base, and Jimmy is the batter. Wynn punts one fairly deep in the left field, taken by Tommy Davis in the second inning. Well, we were mixing them up now on ground balls and fly balls. Drysdale has not featured a strikeout pitch at all here today. He has not walked a man. He has not struck out a batter. Jimmy Wynn, who has a 2.14 batting average, Bumping that bat around, and here's the pitch to him. Strike call, right in and over. Wynn has four homers, six doubles, and 14 RBIs. Jim has now been up 192 times as a 45 this year, the pitch. And that's a fastball over. Talking about Drysdale has improved uh, his mark over the overall mark of last year in the pennant winning and uh, championship year. Drysdale has a 2.19 earned run average. Last year he had 2.63 on the season. The pitch has a check swing, the ball breaking low and outside. And so the count is ball one and strike two. Two down. No score in this ball game. Drysdale pumps the new ball this time. So Don Drysdale, who last year had a record of 19 wins and 17 losses, is 18 against 15 losses this year. Pitch. High pop foul. Man, this is a mile up into the crowd off third base side. The count will hold at ball one and strike two. But we have a new leader in the National League. And it's Cincinnati, which won its seventh consecutive ball game when they polished off the Mets the first game of the doubleheader today. Here's the next pitch now, and just a shade off the strike zone. Ball two and strike two. Everybody started to leave the scene there for the Dodgers on the infield. It was that close, in other words. And uh, Cincinnati is leading over New York. Three to nothing, the second inning of the second game. Wynn swings and fouls back to the wire. Jimmy trying to put us on the scoreboard up there. Nothing and nothing right now. Two hits and the Dodgers have them both. This is the final, of course. By now everybody knows it as far as the home uh, games are concerned this year. And we'll move into San Francisco Tuesday night. Pitch. And that's breaking stuff low and away. This portion of our play-by-play 
being sent to you by the Pearl Brewing Company of San Antonio. Enjoy a cold pearl beer. It's brewed with that famous spring water from the country of you know where. Right. Jimmy Warren now with a 3 2. Here it is. On the way. Low. Ball four. He walked in. There goes a perfect ball game, and we get a base runner. How do you like those apples? short first, his first time. Drysdale, a glance over the shoulder, and there's a bouncer. The outside edge of the plate, ball one. Drysdale, crossing, mixing them up in there. He's not allowed a base hit. And this is the first base runner that we have managed. As Wynn drew out a 3-2 for base on balls. And big Don Drysdale is all set. Is Wynn breaking on the pitch, the pitch out, the pitch goes down to second, Wynn slides, he's out. Wynn was trying to sort of a swing around outside slide, and Nate Oliver in there took the throw on the pitch out, they had his number, and tagged him out of there. So make it 2-4 to score long on the put out, and for Houston, no runs, no hits, none left, there were no errors. At the end of five complete innings, it's Los Angeles nothing and Houston nothing. Here's the left-hand batter, Darrell Griffith, leading off for the Dodgers, and uh, right-hander Bruce, ready to feed in the first one. Here comes Swing on and misses. Strike one. Mr. George, it's uh, precipitating just slightly there. Here's Bruce with the up. The pitch is hit down to the right side. The ground ball, Morgan's got it. Feeds it back to Bond at first. Got him. And so, Griffith rounds 4-3 on Morgan at the edge of the outfield grass back to Bond at first base, 4-3. George Ferguson of the Brazos Court Facts just walked in to say hello. And out of the uh, good area down there, Freeport and Brazos Court and Clute and all through there, you read his uh, fine sports coverage. Will Davis, left-hand batter, swings on a changeup and fouls it off. He slashed that one on the top side for strike one. Davis has popped to third and struck out swinging. Bruce has recorded four strikeouts here today. Uh, we have a 0-0 battle and two hits in the game. The Dodgers have both those. Bruce's pitch. Swing on. High one. Fouled off. Back of the right field line. Way back up in there for the souvenir. I would say we've got around seven, 8,000 people or so here in spite of the threatening weather. Tommy Davis is on deck. Willie Davis, a 294 batting average. Pitch, uh, a little no, number foul off to the right of the plate. Got that one on the top side. Bruce breaking him down there for them. The Bruce gives you that tantalizing slow motion, soft and fluffy like, you know, those popcorn up there. You got to watch it. And then he'll uh, turn that fastball loose on you. So you got to be. Ready for most anything. 0-2, one out, Dodgers batting, and no one on base. We're in the top of the sixth inning, scoreless. But there were some scores over there in that Milwaukee-Philadelphia game. 
by two runs. A swing way up high, he missed strike three. That was up over the head almost. And Gross records his fifth strikeout. Well, he breezed him out of there. And give Gross 134 strikeouts for the season. With two down, here's Tommy Davis. Tommy's batting average is 274. 84 runs batted in. Right and batter up there. Bruce got two out now in the top of sixth inning. No score in this ball game. Bob wants another sign. And okays it. Now he uh, goes into the pump, rocks back, and here's the pitch. Missing just a little off the track zone. Ball one. Those ball would be the next batter. Bruce, who's an easygoing right-hander on the mound, plenty of time he takes, delivers, swing on, drive into left field, Spangler goes back, at that was pretty well tagged, Wynn, open arm, stretching way with the glove now, and he's got it, Wynn coming from center over to left center, hauls it in, and Spangler backed off that fly, no runs, no hits, none left the board, and there were no errors. We move on to the last half of the sixth inning and the score. It's no score. Houston nothing. Los Angeles nothing. Let's welcome here this afternoon. If you're the kind of man who likes a simple life, an outdoor vacation with the kids and the wife, a hunting or a fishing trip, you like that kind of thing. You like the beer from the country of 1100 Springs. It's brewed with famous spring water from the country of 1100 springs. Refreshment from the country of 1100 springs. So let's have a cold world Well, I'll say one thing here at Coast Stadium today for the winder-upper as far as uh, National League regular scheduled baseball in Coast Stadium. We've got one humdinger of a pitching duo. Nothing and nothing. Going to the last of the sixth inning, and Eddie Casco leads off for the 45s. Brody and Bruce to follow. Drysdale and Bruce hooked up in the duel. The only two hits gotten today, Trzewski single to left, and Oliver single in the hole, deep short. Drysdale ready to pump and throw to Eddie Keskall. This is just his second appearance. There's a bounder down to short. Krasuski and scoops and throws over, and boy, he looks Jim Dandy out there at short, doesn't he? One down. Jerry Grody, the batter. He flying to right field his first time. And the pitch. Swing on. There's a broken bat down to the right side. Second baseman made out of a fumble. and can't come up with it. That one down to the right side, the carpet, and they call it error four. Brody is aboard, and we might see a little bit of uh, sacrifice punting here. It's an amazing reduction, isn't it? Now Spangler moves out on deck. Third baseman Griffith over to the mound. And to play this. 
who's going to cover what spot of territory right in there and how and so on. And fairly holds against Rhodey at first. This is just our second base runner, mind you. And the delivery is low. Fairly charging in, down from first. We have not had a man stranded left on base, as a matter of fact, to show you the effectiveness of Drysdale so far this afternoon. Don, ready, third baseman coming down the grass. Pitch is low, and it's ball two. First round at 5-3 in the third inning this first time. And looking down to Busby, coaching up at third, what'll it do? And I imagine that uh, Lohman is bouncing the signal off Busby there. Of course, Adair is our coach at first. And coaching Grody, who edges away. The pitch, he bunted on and missed, and it's ball two and strike one. Bruce tried to get right on top of the ball and uh, get it out there and put a little uh, deadening on it, I guess. Couldn't make contact. Ball two and strike one with one out. Bruce overall on the season has 11 hits in 60 times at bat. One of them has been a double. And he has one run batted in. That double was right here, wasn't it? Down that right field line. Two balls, one strike. Just one out. No score. We're in the last half of the sixth inning. Grody edges off at first. Drysdale comes to the plate. And it's uh, sort of a half-chopping swing. He had uh, bunt position with the bat and then sort of took a stiff-arm swing at the ball. 2-2. Two -two. It appears that uh, Bruce was trying to line one over the third baseman's head there. <laughs> Darrell Griffith. Well, the weather's turned off just beautiful here, hasn't it? Sort of air condition like we can expect in the Dome Stadium. 2-2. Two -two. Here's the pitch. The ball is bunted on and missed, and it's strike three, and Bruce is out. Holding at first base is Jerry Grody. That'll bring on Spangler, who has bounded 5-3 and has popped out to short. Al Spangler. We have not been able to get a base hit off John Drysdale. And uh, the Dodgers have had just two hits off Bob Bruce to show you what kind of pitching we're getting here this afternoon. But we've had, as we think back, a lot of uh, well-pitched games in this stadium, haven't we? All three years. Some beautifully pitched games. Drysdale to the Rosenbach. Spangler, with a 247 batting average, has 36 runs batted in. And the extra base total, 18 doubles, 5 triples, and 4 homers. Drysdale off of the stretch of the pitch. Spoiling on. There's a liner in the center field. They fit Joe. The second and holds on there. Spangler gets the first hit of the ball game off Don Drysdale. And it brings up little Joe Morgan. So another left-hander to face righty Don Drysdale. And this right-hander has been uh, quite troublesome to the hitters. All kinds of uh, breaking stuff and uh, a motion that's very difficult to pick the flight of the ball up easily on. And uh, he's got a good fastball. He can mix that in with him, you know, all those breaking stuff. Brody at second and Spangler at first. Morgan, who has grounded out and flight out, crouches in over that plate in the batting stance. And Drysdale pumps and he's ready to pitch down to Little Joe. A strike call. 
Morgan has been to about 20 times and has six bases on balls. He's looking for his second hit, and he's wrapped the ball very sharply on several occasions. They have uh, swung to right on the defensive infield and outfield. Runners at second and first, two down. 0-1 count the pitch. Low. Ball one and strike one. Morgan guards in on that plate. Drysdale with a very fabulous uh, earned run average, especially when you consider the number of innings he has pitched. Th- uh, 2.19 earned run average in 303 and two-thirds innings going in today. Willie Davis is going to get sunshades, I guess. The sun is breaking through now, and all uh, the boys uh, who figure in the sun field wanting the shades because uh, the bright sunshine suddenly breaks through here. We've had uh, overcast and some sprinkling, a little bit of precipitation. A no-score battle. Fine pitching with two right-handers, Don Drysdale and Bob Bruce. Sunshades are being uh, given to four of them. Trzewski from short, Nate Oliver second, center fielder Willie Davis, and the right fielder Darrell Griffith. That was the cause for the little break here. The count is ball one and strike one, and Morgan is back to the plate. Little Joe. Brody the runner at second, and Spangler leads off at first. And here's Drysdale all set now. The stretch. The big right-hander pumps. The pitch down. Morgan takes in tight. Ball two and strike one. I like his reflexes, and I know you do, too. You've seen him up bat, fans. Bill Fellows says he's aggressive, and for that reason, he might uh, occasionally go for a pitch. Morgan now waiting as Drysdale comes down with the pitch, and it's swung on, and Roller goes down to the first baseman. Fellows got it. A little hopper, and he takes for the putout, stepping on first and unassisted putout. No runs, one hit, two left. There was one error. And at the end of six innings of play, it's Houston nothing and Los Angeles nothing. Well, we've had six innings of this ball game, gone in the books, and moving to inning number seven, Houston nothing, the Dodgers nothing, and here again is Gene Elston. Thank you very much now as we move on to the seventh inning in a real fine ball game out here today. No score. We've had only three hits so far. And here's the first pitch to John Roseboro. There's a swing and a miss, and it's strike one. Roseboro has been up twice, and both times he has flied out. He'll be followed by Ron Farley and then Nate Oliver. Nobody out, nobody on base. Here's the windup by Bruce. Next pitch into Roseboro, and he takes a strike on the inside corner of the knees, and it's 0-2. Total attendance today is 8,186. 8186 total crowd, and the official paid is 6,246. 6246, the paid crowd. Low inside pitch to Roseboro, and it's one ball and two strikes. Bruce now, through six innings, has given up only two hits, a single by Trzewski in the first and a single by Oliver in the second. He has walked only one, and he has struck out five batters. He has also fired a wild pitch. No score, seventh inning. Here's the one and two pitch to Roseboro. Pop-up, foul off the right side. Bond and Grody both coming over for it now. Bond by the dugout. Watch out, Walter. Almost went down in there. He got it. And there's one down. So Bond on the top of the dugout. 
reaches in to grab that one, and there's one down. So Roseboro has fouled out to first, and here's the first baseman, Ron Fairley. Cardinals beat Pittsburgh five to nothing. It was a six-hit shutout by Roger Craig, and St. Louis is a game out of first. How about that one for a race? Cincinnati first, Philadelphia second, a half out, and the Cardinals a game out. There's a strike to Fairley around the belt. Closing pitcher was Vernon Law as the Cardinals won their fifth game in a row, five to nothing over Pittsburgh. No home runs in that game. One strike on Fairley. He has struck out and was safe on an error. Curve strike. Oh, that was a beauty right in there, and it's 0-2 now. Second baseman Nate Oliver will be up next. This ball game is nothing and nothing. Top of the seventh. One out, nobody on base. And a two-strike count on left-handed batter on Fairley. Here's the pitch, fastball. That's popped up down the left field line. Aspromani in foul territory for it. Shades that sunshine from his eyes. He's got it. And there are two men out. So both batters here to open the seventh. Roseboro and Fairley have fouled out. And that will bring up the second baseman, Nate Oliver. Second baseman, number 29, Nate Oliver. Oliver has singled and sacrificed. He had an infield hit to shortstop. And then bunted up Fairley, who was safe on Bond's error in the fifth inning. Right-handed batter, two outs, nobody on base. And Bruce's first pitch is a little bit inside for ball one. One and nothing. One ball, no strikes. Bruce, at one stage today, retired seven batters in a row. And Drysdale, before he gave up a walk to win, had put down 14 consecutive Houston batters. Ball low outside, and then, of course, Spangler got that base hit. The only one off uh, Drysdale so far in the sixth. Two outs, nobody on base, top of the seventh. And as Lowell mentioned, we're getting sunshine here now at Gold Stadium. Here's the windup and the pitch on the way, and there's a fly ball back in the center field. Jimmy Wynn down to the sun shades on this one. He's under it, and he's got it, and that retires the side. Well, that's seven batters in a row again now that Bruce is retired as Oliver ends the seventh inning by flying to Jimmy Wynn. No runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left on base. Our ball game moves to the last half of the seventh with the score Houston nothing, Los Angeles nothing. In every glass of pearl beer, the grains and hops have to be the best. Ripened in the sun, chosen to measure up to the pearl beer formula, which has been perfecting now for 75 years and more. Then comes the water. And when you get down to the water, either you have it or you haven't. Pearl Beer has it. The best brewing water in this part of the world. Pure spring water from the country of 1,100 springs. The Frio, Medina, Sabinal, and Nueces run swift and bright and then disappear underground into the limestone. Patiently, it filters for a hundred miles to the artesian wells at the Pearl Brewery. This water brings out all the flavor of premium grains and hops. You can taste the difference perfect brewing water makes every time you have a cold Pearl beer from the country of 1100 Springs. Bottom half of the seventh inning now, and Rusty Straub, Walt Bond, and Bob Aspromati will be leading off here against Don Drysdale. Let's pause for station identification. This is the Code 45 Baseball Network. Drysdale all set to pitch to stop. Now Rusty has popped out and fouled out his first two times up here this afternoon. Left-handed batter. Drysdale's first pitch to Rusty. High fastball, ball one. 
At the end of three innings at Shea Stadium, Cincinnati three, New York nothing. Reds won the first game, four to one. Phillies lost to the Bra- to the uh, Braves, fourteen to eight, and the Cardinals defeated Pittsburgh five to nothing. Nate Oliver getting some sunglasses at second base. So Cincinnati has gone into first place in the National League by a half a game over Philadelphia. And St. Louis is in third place, just a game out. Yankees lost, and Baltimore won today, and the White Sox are winning. So the Yankees lost a game on their American League lead, their first three games out in front of Baltimore, and the White Sox appear to be having no trouble with Kansas City today, so they probably will stay three games behind, pick up a full game on the Yankees also. Here's the 1-0 pitch now to Rusty, and Staub hits a fly ball to left center field. The left fielder, Tommy Davis, is over for this one. And he pulls it in for the first out. So Staub has flied the left center to open the seventh inning. And that will bring up Houston's first baseman, Walter Bond. Chicago four, San Francisco two, with the Cubs batting in the bottom of the seventh. Uh, Lowell told you that Ernie Banks had a grand slam. That, incidentally, is the tenth grand slam of Ernie Banks' career. And not too many uh, ballplayers get into the double figures on those. Number ten for Banks. And the uh, Cubs won the first game 4-1. to one. Giants losing a lot of valuable ground in the National League today. Walt hits a high pop in the left side. And Dick Trzuski, now the third baseman, Bart Shirley, on the outfield grass two down. Awfully lot of pop-outs uh, off of Drysdale today. So Bond is up three times without a hit. As he pops out to Bart Shirley, two away. And here's Bob Aspromonte. Aspro is over two. He's grounded out and flat out. Aspro, right-handed batter. No score here in the last half of the seventh inning. Drysdale has given up one hit, a sixth-inning single by Al Spangler. Has struck out only one batter today. He caught Bruce looking in the sixth and has given up only one base on balls. Drysdale retired the first 14 men to face him before he walked win in the fifth. He was cut down trying to steal. And then Grody reached on an error by Oliver at second in the sixth. And the same inning Spangler single. Aspro looks at a strike up around the letters. And it's strike one. Two outs and nobody on. Seventh inning. Houston and Los Angeles are scoreless. Drysdale throws to Aspro again now. And he swings and misses that one. And uh, Drysdale gets out in front of him with two strikes. White Sox five and Kansas City one. At the end of four innings of their game, Joe Horland started. Uh, Blue Moon Odom started, but was taken out in the second for Kansas City when the White Sox scored four runs. Here's the two-strike pitch to Aspromonte. Swing and a miss, and he struck him out to retire the side. That's the second strikeout for Drysdale. Three up and three down for Houston here in the seventh inning. No runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left on base. And at the end of seven innings of play, still no score. The Dodgers nothing, and the Colt 45s nothing. Pearl beer is brewed with the finest grains and hops. And to be quite honest, any other brewer in America who wanted to could use essentially the same fine ingredients. But when it comes to the all-important ingredient, water, a brewer must use what he has at hand. And that's what gives Pearl beer its unique advantage and its marvelously refreshing quality. For underneath the Pearl Brewery are Pearl's famous artesian wells, whose water comes pure and clear from the country of 1,100 springs. Let's have a Pearl beer, Pearl's the beer that brings big 
competition here at Cole Stadium. Houston has won 116 games and has lost 125 in this ballpark. Here's the first pitch now to Bart Shirley, the third baseman, and he takes a strike. We were 76 wins, 85 losses going into this year, and starting this game, we are 40-40 here at Cole Stadium. One strike, the count on Shirley. Here's the pitch by Bruce. It's high, and it's one ball, one strike. Shirley was safe in the fielder's choice in the second, flight out in the fifth inning to center field. He is 0 for 2. No score and only three hits. The Dodgers have picked up two of the three. Shirley leads off eighth inning. He'll be followed by Don Drysdale and then the shortstop Dick Krasuski. Watched 125 in this ballpark. Here's the first pitch now to Bart Shirley, the third baseman, and he takes a strike. We were 76 wins, 85 losses going into this year, and starting this game, we are 40-40 here at Cole Stadium. One strike, the count on Shirley. Here's the pitch by Bruce. It's high, and it's one ball, one strike. Shirley was safe in the fielder's choice in the second, flight out in the fifth inning to center field. He is 0 for 2. No score and only three hits. The Dodgers have picked up two of the three. Shirley leads off eighth inning. He'll be followed by Don Drysdale and then the shortstop Dick Trzuski. A lot of sunshine here now. Bruce rocks back. Here's the windup in the pitch on the way to Shirley. Big chop to shortstop. Casco has it. Throw on to Bond, and there's one down. So Shirley opens the eighth. That's the eighth batter in a row now that Bruce has retired as Shirley opens the eighth inning by grounding to Casco. That'll bring up the pitcher, Don Drysdale. Pitcher number 53, Don Drysdale. Right-hander John Purden is loosening up for the Dodgers down the right field line. Youngster. Well, here's Drysdale. He has been on base once. He drew a walk in the fifth. And the first time up, he bounced out to Espermani. One out, nobody on base. Eighth inning. In the American League, uh, final score on the Detroit-Boston game, a four-hit shutout by Joe Sparma. There's a swing and a miss by Drysdale. Strike one. Sparma... Uh, that's 5-5 five and five for Detroit now. As the Tigers beat Boston 3 to nothing. Bill Montbouquet was the losing pitcher. And Bill Bruton had a home run for the Tigers. Minnesota-Los Angeles has not yet started. One strike to count. And here's the pitch by Bruce. Drysdale starts to go. Checks it's in there for a strike, and it's 0-2. Cincinnati did not score in the fourth. They still lead the Mets 3 to nothing in that second game with New York batting in the bottom of the fourth. Here's the two-strike pitch to Drysdale. Slow curve, and he struck him out. Caught the outside corner at the belt. That's the sixth strikeout for Bruce today. Two away now, and here's the top of the batting order, Dick Trzuski. Trzuski has one of the two hits off Bruce, a first-inning line single to left field. Since then, he has popped to short and was safe on the fielder's choice. Two outs, nobody on. Outfield is pretty well straight away for this little fellow, and the first pitch is right in there up around the letters for a strike. 
No score. Dodgers nothing. Colt 45's nothing. Eighth inning. Each club has committed an error. And a total of only three. It says a change. Bounce to shortstop. Cass goes up without a knee high. And he shoots it over the first base to retire the side. Ten straight. Retired by Bruce now. As Trzewski ends the inning by bouncing out to shortstop. No runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left on base. Our ball game now goes to the bottom of the eighth. With the score, Houston nothing and Los Angeles nothing. 36 or 18. If you're the kind of man who likes a simple life, an outdoor vacation with the kids and the wife, a hunting or a fishing trip, you like that kind of thing. Spring water from the country of 1100 springs. Bottom of the eighth inning now, and Jim Wynn, Eddie Casco, and Jerry Grody will be facing Don Drysdale. No score. Those of you who may have joined us late, quick recap here. Final scores, Milwaukee 14, Philadelphia 8. First game final, Cincinnati 4, New York 1. And after three and a half innings of the second game at Shea Stadium, Reds 3, Mets nothing. And St. Louis defeated Pittsburgh 5 to nothing. The Giants lost their first game to Chicago 4 to 1, and they're losing the second game. Here's Jim Lynn, flied the left and drew a base on balls. He is 0 for 1 officially. Drysdale has given up only one hit, a sixth-inning single to Al Spangler. Here's uh, Drysdale's first pitch to win, a right-handed batter, and he takes a strike up around the letter, strike one. Nobody out, nobody on base. Danny Coombs starting to loosen up a bit for Houston down the left field line. Now the pitch to win, there's a ball low on outside. One ball, one strike. Well, after uh, Cincinnati finishes their game at New York this afternoon, uh, the Phillies and Cincinnati each will have only five games remaining to play this year, while St. Louis will have six on the schedule. Here's the 1-1 pitch to win on Jimmy Swings and fouls another one off. One ball, two strikes. The Phillies will move on the road now. They have played their final game at home. During the regular season, they will move into St. Louis tomorrow. They have three games at St. Louis and then finish the season with two games at Cincinnati. And that uh, next weekend possibly uh, could be the decider in the National League pennant race. The Reds also, as I mentioned, have five games to play, and all five of Cincinnati's remaining games will be at home. They play three against Pittsburgh and the two against the Phillies. Here's the one-two pitch to win. He got him on that one. He checked his swing. Call strike up around the letters. Win has been called out on strikes, and that is the third strikeout by Drysdale, one away. Here's Eddie Casco. Now, the Cardinals, of course, are only a game out, and uh, they uh, will play all six of their remaining games at home. They have three games against the Phillies, and then they'll wrap up the season with three games at home against the New York Mets. 
Here's Casco. Both times he's been up, he has bounced to shortstop. No score in this ball game. Bottom of the eighth. Here's the pitch by Drysdale. Casco hits a bouncing foul ball down by Jim Busby at third. And a strike one. Left-hander Jim Brewer loosening up a bit also down the right field line for the Dodgers now. One out, nobody on base. Casco the batter, and Jerry Grody will be up next. Here's Drysdale's next pitch, Daddy. Takes a little bit too high, and it's ball one and strike one. One-one count. White Sox still lead Kansas City 5-1 to one at the end of four innings. Yankees won today, or rather got beat today. Washington beat the Yankees in 11 innings, 3-2, and Baltimore beat Cleveland 4-0. Here's the 1-1 pitch. A little bit inside above the knees to Casco, and it's ball two and strike one. One out, win is open the eighth by striking out. And a ball two, strike one count on Eddie Casco. 45s will be idle tomorrow, but we'll be back in action on Tuesday night in San Francisco, opening a three-game set against the Giants, and then wrap it up next weekend at Dodger Stadium against these same Dodgers. Here's the 2-1 pitch. Casco hits a foul ball in front of Busby down the left field line, and the count moves to two balls, two strikes. On Tuesday night, we will be on the air at 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. 9 o'clock Central Standard Time, Tuesday night, for the first of the Giants series at Candlestick. Ball two strike two on Casco. Grody in the on-deck circle off the left side. This ball game is nothing and nothing eighth inning. Outfield shade adjusted a bit around the left side for Casco. There's a high pop off the right side. Fairly and Oliver and Griffith all charging the ball, and uh, no one can get it. It goes up into the box seat. Sit in the first row alongside the Los Angeles bullpen, and it's ball two and strike two. So Drysdale gets himself a new baseball. 45s have had three base runners in this ballgame. Win walk, Grody safe on an air, and a single by Spangler. And Drysdale throws the two and two to Casco. He struck him out, too. So Casco goes down swinging, and that's three strikeouts in a row for Drysdale and his fourth of the ballgame. Prior to the seventh inning, he had struck out only Bruce. So with two down, here's Grody. Jerry's been up twice without a hit, reached base in the sixth on an error on the second baseman, Nate Oliver. The Mets did not score in the bottom of the fourth inning. Cincinnati 3, New York nothing after four innings of their second game. And Drysdale's first pitch to Grody, and Jerry takes a strike up around the letter, strike one. Wind is... Uh, Coming in to, from center field now, left center field toward the plate. Pretty good clip at the present time. Here's the pitch on the way again, and Grody goes for Drysdale's fastball, and Drysdale evidently got something in his eye just as he delivered the ball. And he appears to be all right. Probably the perspiration uh, dropped down in his eyes just as he delivered that ball. But he's out in front of Grody, two strikes. Only three hits in this game. Spangler for Houston. Trzuski and Oliver for Los Angeles. It's nothing and nothing. Two strikes now on Grody. Here's Drysdale's windup in the pitch now. Swing and a miss, and he struck him out. He struck out the side. Four strikeouts in a row for Drysdale. That's number five. No runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left on base. We're going out of the first half of the ninth inning with the score Los Angeles nothing and Houston nothing. 
We know a lot of you fans are enjoying the convenience of the Colt 45's Dreamliner buses to Colt Stadium. In the event some of you are not familiar with this feature, the round-trip fare is just 75 cents. These are the locations of the starting points. In the Lyons Avenue area, the south parking lot of Wine Garden Store Number 23 at Lyons and Shotwell Streets. The bus leaves at 6.25 p.m. North Houston area, North Lyons Shopping Center, Main Entrance and Mall. Bus leaves at 6.25. East End area, Gulf Gate Shopping Center, the parking lot in front of the Piccadilly Cafeteria. The bus leaves at 6.25. Scott Street area, Hanking Store Number 62 parking lot at the intersection of OST and Scott Street. This bus leaves at 6.35 p.m. All these buses return to the starting locations immediately after each game. Once again, just 75 cents round trip. All buses leave approximately one hour before game time. So ride the Colt 45's Dreamliner buses to Colt Stadium. Griffith has struck out twice his first two times up, and in the sixth inning, he grounded out to second base. Right-hander Jim Owens is going to start loosening up for Houston now down the left field line as we start the ninth. Bruce has given up two hits, struck out six, and has walked one. Outfield shifts around the right side for Griffith. Wind coming in from center field and uh, almost continuous sunshine here now. Here's the windup by Bruce and the first pitch into Griffith, and he taps a foul in front of Pete Reeser, who's coaching down a third. Rolls on down to the Houston bullpen, and it's strike one. Willie Davis in the on-deck circle. Dodgers and the Colt 45s are nothing and nothing. Bob Bruce and Don Drysdale. Here's the pitch on the way to Griffith now. There's a ground ball off the right side. Morgan comes in fast on this one. He'll have to hurry and just did get him. On a very slow hit ball, Griffith was shying away from that for some reason. It evidently was high and inside, and he was leaning back, and uh, he accidentally hit the ball to second base, and Morgan came in to make the pickup, and they just got him at first base. So Griffith has rolled out Morgan to Bond, one out ninth inning. That's the 11th in a row now that Bruce has retired since he walked Drysdale in the fifth, and now here's Willie Davis. He's been up three times without a hit, and has struck out twice. Here's Bruce's pitch to Willie Davis. There's a foul ball. That's going into the seats down the first base side, and it's strike one. One strike on Willie Davis. Tommy Davis will be up next. Bruce looks over his sign from Jerry Grody. Here's the pitch now. There's a high fly ball pop-up back into right center field. Morgan is back for this one now. Joe's calling everyone off, but now the center fielder, Jim Wynn, moves in behind him to make the catch. Morgan all set to grab it, and then Wynn called him off of it. And they're two down. So Willie Davis flies to center. Two outs, and now here's the left fielder for the Dodgers, Tommy Davis. He's been up three times without a hit. Safe on a fielder's choice, and the last two times has flied out to right field in the center field. No score, ninth inning. And a right-handed batter, Tommy Davis, in to face Bruce. Bob Rock's back now, and here's the first pitch into Tommy Davis. He takes a strike on the outside corner of the bell to strike one. 
Well, we hope that you fans have a good supply of Pearl beer on hand for this afternoon's game and a reminder to enjoy Pearl often from the country of 1100 Springs. Bob takes a double pump out there this time to Tommy Davis and the pitch is slow curveball line drive down the left field line. It'll be in there for extra bases. Spangler coming fast. Davis on his way to second and Spangler's throw will not be in time. It's a double. So Tommy Davis with two outs in the ninth is doubled over third for his 19th two-base hit of the year. And the Dodgers are threatening now with two outs and the catcher John Roseboro coming up. That's the third hit off Bruce. Roseboro is 0 for 3. That's the first hit off Bruce since Oliver singled in the infield with two outs in the second. Tommy Davis takes his lead off second base. Roseboro, left-handed batter. Ground ball to Morgan's left. Joe over fourth. Falls down. Here comes Tommy Davis in to score. The play at the plate is in time. They got it. Morgan going to his left. He slipped on the wet grass, picked himself up, fired to Grody, and got him to retire the side. So it'll be an error on Joe Morgan, but he recovered in time to get the big play at the plate as Roseboro was safe at first base. And Davis was cut down Joe Morgan to Jerry Grody. And in the ninth, no runs. One hit, one error. And one man was left on base. And we go down to the bottom of the ninth inning, and this ball game is still nothing and nothing. Well, that was a thriller for you, and you got this late in the ball game, and everything hinged right on that one. So the 45s will be coming up here now in the bottom of the ninth inning with Bob Bruce, Al Spangler, and Joe Morgan. Well, the lead batter here will be pitcher Bob Bruce with no score last half of the ninth. Here comes Bob out now. He's pitched a mighty fine ball game again. Uh, Bob, incidentally, uh, Bruce has not given up a run now in 18 innings. He has pitched a shutout through nine today. And his last time out, he shut out the New York Mets. So he has not given up a run in 18 innings. Here's the first pitch by Drysdale. And Bob singles into right center field. May go for two. Bob, you'll have to hold with a single as Tommy Willie Davis makes the pickup. Bruce singles into right center field to open the ninth inning. That's only the second hit off Drysdale. Well, there's the big one on now if we can get him around. Here's Spangler. Al had the only other hit off Drysdale in the sixth and has grounded out and popped out the other two times. So we're going to have a little conference in the mound now as uh, Drysdale, Roseboro, Shirley, and Fairley all get together now on the hill to decide what kind of strategy they're going to use here now. Now the see what Houston does here, whether or not they'll be bunting Bruce, the pitcher, up to second base, or whether Al will be swinging away. Now, in order to uh, make sure they get straight on everything, Spangler's having a few words with the third base coach, Jim Busby. 
So Broch is on first. Keep in mind now that Broch is not too fast, although he does move too slowly, but uh, we'll see whether or not they call for the sacrifice. Joe Morgan will be up next. Runner on first, nobody out. Score nothing, nothing. Bottom of the ninth inning. Here's the stretch now. Look over to first base. And here's the pitch on the way. Spangler swings away and he pops it into right field. Wes Parker coming on for this one now. He makes the play on it one down. So the bunt was not on. The Spangler flies to right field one away. That'll bring up Joe Morgan now with Bruce still on first base and one out. Nothing and nothing. We're in the bottom of the ninth. Number 35, Joe Morgan. Now this ball game today is a complete reversal of our opening game here in 1962. This is a nothing-nothing game in the ninth inning. And the first one was 11-2 when the 45s beat Chicago. Here's Morgan. He's 0 for 3. Little left-handed batter and Bruce with a very short lead off first base. Morgan checked in time. He started to go on a low inside pitch ball on. Bruce singled into right center field to start the ninth. And Spangler is flying to right field. Rusty Staub will be up next. One ball, no strikes on Morgan, and Drysdale throws again. And Morgan swings, and he misses that one. Just got a piece of it. Foul ball right at Roseboro's feet, and it's one ball and one strike. Chicago still hitting Kansas City 5 to nothing with the A's batting in the bottom of the sixth. Parker fairly well back out in right field. Bruce very short off first base. Here's the pitch. Morgan swings at a fastball, and it's 0-2. Two strikes now on Morgan. Drysdale has allowed two hits. Bruce has given up three. And Morgan behind on Drysdale here now with one out. Bruce at first, ninth inning. One ball, two strikes. Drysdale back up on that rubber again now. Here's the pitch on the way, and there's a tap foul. Bounces uh, into the Houston dugout back at third. And the count remains at one ball and two strikes. No game tomorrow. We'll be with you on Tuesday night from Candlestick Park, San Francisco, 9 o'clock Central Standard Time with the first of three games against the Giants and the start of our final week of the 1964 season. Morgan back in again now. One ball, two strikes. Here's the stretch by Drysdale. Bruce still stays close to first base, fairly holding up against him. High outside fastball to Morgan, and it's two balls and two strikes. 2-2 two, two count. Bruce single to right center field. Spangler flied to right field for the first out. And Morgan will be followed by Rusty Staub. Houston nothing and Los Angeles nothing. Last half of the ninth inning. Here's the 2-2 stretch by Drysdale. Morgan hits one to the right side. Way back to Oliver. And no one's covering first. And he beat it out. Missed it. the ball, so he left first base. That left it open for enough time as Drysdale was just a little bit behind Morgan who's very fast. He took the throw from Oliver, but too late. It's an infield hit. Bruce has been moved to second base. The 45s have runners on first and second with one out. Here's Rusty Staub, and let's pause here now for station identification.
Smokey Austin is coming to the mound now, and uh, we may just have Ron Peronoski. I don't know what uh, Smokey's feelings would be here now with the winning run on second and one out and a left-handed batter coming up, but he does have Peronoski warmed up in the bullpen. Drysdale has pitched himself a three-hit shutout through eight and a third innings. And it appears that Austin is going to stay with his right-hander, Drysdale. So, a big deal, stay on. Only one out, and the winning run is on second base. Keep in mind now that it's Bruce running at second. So, in order to get a run in here, it'll take a pretty good solid base in here by Staub. Drysdale is ready in the stretch. First pitch to Rusty. Takes it high and outside, ball one, one another. Paul Bond will be up next. Bruce at second. Morgan at first, one out. Dodger infield, of course, a double play depth there. And the score, nothing and nothing, and the hits are all even now, three apiece. As Bruce is single, and Morgan is beaten on an infield hit to second. Outfield deep and around the right side. Arms down by Drysdale. Here's the pitch. Rusty looks at a fast strike on the inside corner of the knees. And it's ball one and strike one. The Mets have just scored in that second game. And at the end of five, Cincinnati three, New York one. And at the end of six innings of the American League, White Sox five, Kansas City one. One ball, one strike. Two men on, one out, last of the ninth inning. Good solid base hit here now. Could wrap it up out here for today. And it's one ball and one strike on Staub. Drysdale peers in to get his sign. Not too big a lead by Bruce off second base. Here's the pitch. Ground ball, second base, double play ball. Oliver goes to shortstop out. Throw to first, double play to retire the side. That's what the Dodgers were looking for, and they got it. As Morgan is out at second base, Oliver going to Trzuski and the relay over to first base ends the ninth inning and we go into extra innings out here today in the ninth inning no runs on two hits there were no errors with one man left on base our ball game now moves to the tenth with the score houston nothing and los angeles nothing someplace where you can't get it. You'll miss Pearl's flavor and character. You'll know Pearl is better beer because it's brewed with famous spring water from the country of 1100 springs. Let's have a Pearl beer. for the 10th inning here at Cole Stadium. Nothing and nothing. Now this is the first extra inning game of the year between these two ball clubs. And this is only the second time this season that the 45s have gone into extra innings here at home. All the other extra inning games have been on the road. 
45s have uh, won three and lost five in the extra inning column so far this season. The only other uh, home game that we had in extra innings uh, was an 8-7, to 10-inning victory over the St. Louis Cardinals back on August the 19th. Ron Fairley will lead off. He'll be followed by Nate Oliver and then Bart Shirley here in the top of the 10th inning and no score. Well, the Cubs defeated the Giants twice today, and that just about could do it for San Francisco. Four to two second game. Cal Kuntz won it, and Bob Boland was the losing pitcher for the Giants. Fairley takes it high and outside ball one. The only home run was a grand slam by Ernie Banks. So a double loss by the Giants. Four to one, four to two for the Cubs. Nate Oliver will be up next. Fairley has struck out, safe on an error, and fouled out. He is officially 0 for 3 today. Here's the pitch on the way now. Swinging a foul ball, a hopper back toward the screen. One ball, one strike. Bob Bruce and Don Drysdale now in extra innings. And we have a double shutout going. Ron Fairley, first baseman, left-handed batter. Bruce has given up three hits, struck out six, and has walked one today. Here's the one and one pitch to Fairley. Swing and a miss, strike two. Two strike count now. Milwaukee beat Philadelphia 14 to eight. Reds beat the beat the Mets four to one in the first game, and they're leading New York three to one at the end of five in the second game. And the Cardinals defeated Pittsburgh five to nothing. Here's the one and two pitch to Fairley. A little bit low outside. Yankees lost to Washington in 11 innings, 3-2. Baltimore beat Cleveland 4-0. And the White Sox lead Kansas City 5-1 at the end of six. Yanks lead has been trimmed to three games, and uh, Cincinnati leads the National League now by a half. Ball two, strike two. Here's the pitch to Fairley. Swing in the ground ball, right side, deep back over. Bond gets it, flips to uh, Bruce at first base for the out. Well, Ron Fairley hops one down the first base side to Walt Bond. He'll bring up the second baseman for Los Angeles, Nate Oliver. Oliver has had one hit, an infield hit in the second inning, one of the three off Bruce, sacrificed and flied out. He is one for two today, officially. Oliver bats right. Down in the bullpen for Houston, right-hander Jim Owens and left-hander Hal Wudeshik are cranking up now. And Ron Peronoski is back up throwing again for the Dodgers. Alston will have him uh, warming up again now in case he reaches the point here where he may want to use a pinch hitter for Drysdale in the 10th inning. Bruce takes a lot of time out there in the mound. One out, nobody on base. Here's the windup and the first pitch to Oliver. And there's a hard hit ground ball to short. Casco up with it. Throw to first. Got him. Well, he really stung that one pretty good. Hard hit ground ball to short. And Casco on over to Walt Bond, two away. Here's Bart Shirley, the Dodger third baseman. Over three today, bats right. Dodgers nothing, called 45s nothing. The pitch to Shirley, swing and a miss, fastball. And it's one ball and two strikes. One, two count. Two outs as Fairley and Oliver have both grounded out. Bruce checks over his sign again from Jerry Grody. 
There's the windup and the pitch on the way now. That's a high, high one. He was slip pitch, evidently. Slow curveball. Seemed to slip away from him. Ball two and strike one. Two one count. Ball two and strike one. Two outs, nobody on, top of the tenth, and this is nothing and nothing. Dodgers in the cold 45s. Here's the two and one pitch to Shirley. Fastball low outside. And it's three and one. Three ball, one strike count. Well, Bruce gets behind on Shirley now. Time called, and Grody is uh, going out to talk to Bruce. Should Shirley get on, Drysdale is due to bat next. And uh, now here comes Frank Howard out, and Howard evidently is coming on as a pinch batter with a three-and-one count on Shirley. Alston is making a pinch hitting change right here. Well, Bart Shirley is being lifted for a pinch batter with a three-and-one count on Frank Howard, on uh, Bart Shirley. With two outs and nobody on base. Howard, a right-handed batter. He's hitting 230. 69 runs batted in, 24 home runs. First pitch popped up. Back in the left center field. It could drop. Casco going out, and he got it. With his back to the infield, and a tie of the side. three-and-one count to bat for Shirley. He seemed to be checking his swing on that one. And he popped up the left center field, and Casco went way out with his back to the infield and hauled it in to retire the side. Top of the tenth is over. No runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left on base. And the score is still nothing and nothing as the 45s come in here last of the tenth inning. Say all you cigarette smokers, have you ever tasted fine tobacco at its best? Well, you have if you've ever smoked the Lucky Strike. You see, every Lucky is blended with fine tobacco from one end of that cigarette to the other. You know what LSMFT stands for. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Well, that means great taste. So why not do this? Taste fine tobacco at its best. Just look for the pack with the big red bullseye. Smoke a Lucky Strike. Fine tobacco at its best, smoke a lucky strike. Fine tobacco at its best, the taste that they like. Great taste was born the day they made this famous lucky blender. And it's a fact, each lucky smack with fine tobacco and to end taste fine tobacco at its best, smoke a lucky strike. There's a later score now on Cincinnati, New York at the end of six innings in their second game. The Reds three, Mets one at the end of six. And the White Sox did not score in the seventh inning at Kansas City, but they still lead the A's five to one. Jim Gilliam is now playing third, replacing Bart Shirley, who was lifted for a pinch batter. And Walt Bond will lead off for Houston. He'll be followed by Bob Aspromati and then Jimmy Wynn. First baseman, number 23, Walt Bond. Now, Walter has not had a hit. He has been up three times. Very few people have had hits out here today. We've had only a total of six hits. Three off Bruce and three off Drysdale. Walt is 
Davis popped up twice and grounded out. So Bond, the left-handed batter, facing Drysdale, bottom half of the tenth inning. Ball, it's outside ball one. One and nothing. Aspromani moves into the on-deck circle off the left side. One ball, no strikes, no score, bottom of the tenth. Drysdale gets a sign again now from John Roseborough. Here's the pitch on the way, and Bond hits a foul up in the seats off the left side. And it's one ball and one strike. One-one count. Nobody out, nobody on base. Left-handed batter Bond, one-one count. Here's the windup in the pitch now, and Bond takes a high outside pitch. This is not the first time that uh, Houston has gone through nine innings of a nothing-and-nothing game. Uh, you may recall back in 1962, here's the 2-1 pitch. Ball high and outside, 3-1 and one on Bond. Back in 1962, Houston and Cincinnati went 12 innings of scoreless baseball here at Cole Stadium before Johnny Klipstein hit a home run in the 13th to win it, one to nothing. It was Farrell who pitched 12 consecutive innings, a shutout ball that night against the Reds. Ball four, and Bond is on to open the 10th. Well, that's only the second base on balls given up by Drysdale. Number 14, third baseman, Bond. First walk was to Jimmy Wynn in the fifth. So for the second inning in a row now, the Colt 45s have their lead man on, and here's Bob Aspromati. Aspro is looking for his first hit. He is 0 for 3. Runner on first base is Bond. Ron Fairley holds up against him. Here's the stretch now. And Drysdale throws to Aspro, and he's going to punt that ball. He took it inside for ball one. One and nothing. One ball, no strikes. Here's the stretch again by Drysdale. Now, not too big a lead by Bond off first. Aspro bunts a foul down the first base side. One ball and one strike. A base on balls to Bond to open the bottom of the tenth with a score nothing and nothing. And Aspromati now trying to get a bunt down. Jim Wynn will be up next. Drysdale, through nine innings, has allowed three hits, struck out five, walked two. Has a sign again now. Short lead again by Bond off first base. There's a throw over there. Fairly uh, takes the throw, but doesn't put the tag on Bond. Drysdale trying to hold the Houston first baseman close to the bag. One ball, one strike on Aspromani, a right-handed batter. Here's the pitch on the way, and Aspro swings away on that one. The bunt sign was removed, and he bounces a foul ball in the seats back to third, and he's behind on Drysdale. Now one ball, two strikes. One, two count. Bob Miller, a right-hander, has joined Ron Peronoski in the bullpen for the Dodgers down the right field line. One and two count on Aspromati with Jim Wynn up next. Drysdale checks his side again, watches Bond on first, arms down. Here's the pitch to Aspro, very high fastball, and it's two balls and two strikes. Two-two count. 
after six innings at New York, Reds three, Mets one. Cincinnati trying to win their ninth game in a row. They have already taken the opener four to one from New York, while the Phillies were losing. Drysdale takes a bit of time out there in the mound. Now he's after that Rosenberg. Ball two, strike two. Bond has walked to open the 10th, and it's a 2-2 count in Aspermani. To win it, one to nothing. It was Farrell who pitched 12 consecutive innings, a shutout ball that night against the Reds. Ball four, and Bond is on to open the 10th. Well, that's only the second base on balls given up by Drysdale. Number 14, third baseman, Bob Aspermani. First walk was to Jimmy Wynn in the fifth. So for the second inning in a row now, the Colts 45s have their lead man on, and here's Bob Aspromani. Aspro is looking for his first hit. He is 0 for 3. Runner on first base is Bond. Ron Fairley holds up against him. Here's the stretch now. And Drysdale throws to Aspro, and he's going to bunt that ball. He took it inside for ball one. One and nothing. One ball, no strikes. Here's the stretch again by Drysdale. Now, not too big a lead by Bond off first. Aspro bunts a foul down the first base side. One ball and one strike. A base on balls to Bond to open the bottom of the tenth with a score nothing and nothing. And Aspromati now trying to get a bunt down. Jim Wynn will be up next. Drysdale through nine innings has allowed three hits, struck out five, walked two. Has a sign again now. Short lead again by Bond off first base. There's a throw over there. Fairly uh, takes the throw but doesn't put the tag on Bond. Drysdale trying to hold the Houston first baseman close to the bag. One ball, one strike on Aspromati, a right-handed batter. Here's the pitch on the way, and Aspro swings away on that one. The bunt sign was removed, and he bounces a foul ball, and the seat's back at third, and he's behind on Drysdale. Now one ball, two strikes. One-two count. Bob Miller, a right-hander, has joined Ron Peronoski in the bullpen for the Dodgers down the right field line. One and two count on Aspromati with Jim Wynn up next. Drysdale checks the sign again, watches Bond on first, arms down. Here's the pitch to Aspro, very high fastball, and it's two balls and two strikes. Two-two count. After six innings at New York, Reds three, Mets one. Cincinnati trying to win their ninth game in a row already taken the opener 4-1 from New York while the Phillies were losing. Drysdale takes a bit of time out there in the mound. Now he's after that Rosenberg. Ball two, strike two. Bond has walked to open the tenth and it's a 2-2 count on Aspromani. There is nobody out. Arms down by Drysdale. Here's the pitch to Aspro. There's a high pop in the infield. And the first baseman, Ron Fairley, right in front of the bag, has got it, and there's one down. So Aspromati has popped to first. Bond holds at first base, of course, and here's Jimmy Wynn. 
Wynn has been on base once in the fifth inning. He drew a base on balls. And also has struck out. Officially, he is one for two. Fairly out talking to Drysdale now. Forty-fives have had runners in scoring position in the sixth and in the ninth innings. And now they have Bond on first with one out in the tenth. And the batter, right-handed hitter, Jimmy Wynn, and Drysdale's first pitch, uh, he got him on that one. Low outside pitch. And he got uh, Wynn to bite on it, and it's one strike. Dodgers had uh, runners in scoring position in the fifth inning and in the ninth. Here's the stretch now. Pitch on the way. Foul ball. That's off Roseboro's uh, mask off the right side of the plate. And Wynn gets behind on Drysdale two strikes. Eddie Casco will be up next. 0-2 count. Bond at first one out. Score nothing and nothing. New baseball now for Drysdale. Morgan and Bruce singled in the ninth inning, and they picked up the second and third hits off Drysdale today. And there have been three hits off Bob Bruce. Here's the stretch now. Look over to first base. And there's a strike on the outside corner of the belt. Wynn has been called out on strikes. That's the second time in a row that Wynn has struck out. He struck out looking also in the eighth inning. And that's the sixth strikeout for Drysdale. And each pitcher now has struck out six. Here's Casco with two outs and Bond on first. Eddie is 0 for 3. He struck out once. The other two times, he's grounded out to shortstop. Last of the 10th, nothing and nothing. Drysdale now is motioning for Wes Parker, his right fielder, to come in a bit for Casco. Got a win coming in from left center field toward the plate. Bond edges away from Fairley at first base, and the first pitch to Casco is a pop-up back in the shallow center field. Trzuski going out for this one. Now the second baseman, Nate Oliver, makes the play on it, and that retires the side. So Bond, who walked to open the inning, is stranded on first base. That's all for Houston, 10th inning. No runs, no hits, no errors, one left. And we move to the 11th inning now. The score is still Los Angeles nothing and Houston nothing. Life of the party. You'll be the belle of the ball. When friends drop in, just watch them grin. When you tell them one and all, let's have a pearl beer. Pearls of beer, grand rays. Refreshment from the country of 1100 springs. So let's have a pearl beer. Serve us that pearl beer. Let's have a cold pearl beer. Famous spring water makes Pearl satisfy you more when you want beer. Pearl is better beer because it's brewed with famous spring water from the country of 1100 spring. Let's have a cold Pearl beer. 
Don Drysdale is going to be lifted here, and Maury Wells is coming on to bat for him in the 11th inning. And uh, let's see who's coming in. I think it's Bob Miller will be on to pitch the bottom half of the 11th inning for Los Angeles. He has finished his warm-ups and is coming into the dugout back at first. So Drysdale is all through for the afternoon, and uh, another real fine pitching job by the giant right-hander for the Dodgers. Here's Wills, switch hitter. He'll be batting left-handed against Bruce. Wills is hitting 273, 34 runs batted in, and two homers. He has 15 doubles and five triples. He'll be followed by Dick Trzuski and then Darrell and uh, then Wes Parker. First half of the 11th, and there's no score. Here's the windup by Bruce, and the first pitch to Wills, very high ball one. Ron Peronoski is still loosening up for the Dodgers down in right field, and for Houston now. Well, let's see, we're just getting some changes down there, so we'll hold up just a moment. Maury Wills leading off as a pinch batter for Don Drysdale. Bruce's pitch, pop foul, no play, high and up into the seats off the left side. And it's one ball and one strike, 1-1 one, one count. White Sox did not score in the top of the eighth inning, and the A's are batting now. Chicago 5 and Kansas City 1. Maury Wills, pinch batting for Drysdale. Aspromonte is on the grass in front of third. Here's the 1-1 pitch to Wills. Fly ball right field. Staub coming on hard for it, digging over near foul territory. Dives, but he couldn't get it. Foul ball. <laughs> Great try by Rusty. Sprawl over the place out there. That's the second time in the last two games that Rusty has dived after a foul ball on the right field line. He just about got that one. He got a glove on it, but he couldn't hold it. And it's one ball, two strikes. So Wells is back in there now here in the 11th inning. Nobody out, nobody on base, no score. With two strikes on Wills, Aspromonte is backed up even with third base now. Curveball popped up, foul, Aspromonte coming in for it. Easy play for him, one down. Little pop-up on the left side of the plate, taken by Bob Aspromonte. So there's one down now, and that will bring up the top of the batting order, Dick Trzuski. Trzuski has had one of the three hits off Bruce, a first-inning single. He is one for four. That's right-handed. Outfield shades around the left side for him, and the first pitch is a little bit outside at the knees for ball one. One ball, no strikes. Each club has come up with three hits. Bruce checks over his sign again now. Here's the windup in the pitch. There's a fly ball left center field. Wind comes over for it, and he makes the play. It looked like trouble for just a second. But uh, taken easily in left center field by Jimmy Wynn for the second out. Here is Wes Parker. The right fielder, number 28. Who replaced Daryl Griffith in right field. This will be his first trip to the plate. Parker is a left-handed batter. Hitting 255, and the first pitch is tap foul up in the seats off a third, and a strike one. Parker is hitting 255. Nine runs batted in. He has three homers. 
Outfield deep and around the right side for Parker with two outs and Bruce's pitch. There's a bunt down the third baseline. He's going to beat it out. No throw by Aspromati. Base hit. So Parker with Aspromati playing deep bunts and beats it out. So the Dodgers have a man on here in the 11th with two outs. That's the fourth hit off Bruce. A double by Tommy Davis in the ninth. And a single by Trzuski in the first and an infield hit by Oliver in the second. That is the extent of the hit so far off Bruce. And now the Dodgers have one more than Houston, 4-3. Here's Willie Davis, the center fielder. Runner on first base and two outs. Davis, uh, Willie Davis, has been up four times without a hit, and twice he has struck out. Parker takes a big lead, draws the throw over there, and he gets back in time. Pretty close play. Well, Parker took a big lead off first base, and Bruce shot it over there, but not in time. No count on Willie Davis. Bruce checks the sign out. Davis, left-handed batter. Parker's on with a bunt hit to third, and Bruce uh, throws it over there again, and he gets back in time. Bruce up in the rubber again. Now two outs. Here's the stretch and a glance over to first base, and Parker breaks on it. Grody's throw is going to be in time. They got it. Brody DeCasco and Wes Parker is thrown out trying to steal here in the 11th inning to retire the side. No runs, one hit, no errors, nobody left on. We go to the last of the 11th inning. Still no score in this ballgame. Dodgers nothing, Gold 45 nothing. Well, if you're a cigarette smoker, here's a question for you. Have you tried a Lucky lately? If not, just remember this. When you taste a Lucky, you taste fine tobacco at its best. After all, LSMFT, Lucky Strike means fine tobacco, and that means great taste. It means when you light up a Lucky, you get rich, full, enjoyable flavor. So have yourself a reunion with a great cigarette. Get together with the Red Bullseye and taste fine tobacco at its best. Smoke a Lucky Strike. Taste fine tobacco at its best. Smoke a Lucky Strike. Fine tobacco at its best. The taste that millions like. Great taste was born the day they made this famous lucky blend. And it's a fact, each lucky's packed with fine tobacco. And to end, taste fine tobacco at its best. Smoke a lucky strike. Smoke a lucky strike. Last half of the 11th inning, and Ron Peronoski has been called on to pitch for the Dodgers. And before we get underway here in the bottom of the 11th, let's pause for station identification. This is the Colt 45's Baseball Network. This is KBRC, Radio Houston, 95-0. 78 degrees in the patio. Right now, 28 minutes after 4 o'clock. Leading off the 45 is the catcher, number 8, Jerry Grody. Well, we're going on to the 11th inning now, bottom half. And Jerry Grody will lead off for the Colt 45s. Jerry so far today has been up three times without a hit. He has struck out one. So Drysdale is taken out after going ten innings. And uh, he allowed only three hits, struck out six, and walked two. And now it's left-hander Ron Peronoski. 
Here's the windup in the pitch now to Grody, and Jerry takes it high for ball one. This is the 68th game in which Peronoski has appeared. All have been in relief. In 117 innings, he has allowed 123 hits. Grody hits a foul back in the screen. One ball, one strike. Earned run average of 315 for Peronoski. In 117 innings, he has struck out 73 and has walked 45. Nobody out, nobody on base, no score. Last of the 11th inning. Peronoski checks over his sign again now. Here's the windup and the pitch on the way now. There's a high pop foul off the right side. That'll be up into the seats, and it's one ball and two strikes. One and two count. Here's the one and two pitch to Grody again. Now, oh, he changed up on him, and he took it around the knees for a call strike. So Grody has been called out on strikes. That's the second time that Grody has struck out today. And that is the seventh strikeout by Dodger pitching. First one, of course, by Peronoski. Well, let's see what's going to happen here now. Bruce has not come out of the dugout. He is due to bat right now. There's no one warming up for Houston, but a uh, relief pitcher, of course, uh, would be ready in a hurry if they decide to pinch it here. Bruce has gone all the way. Uh, Bruce is going to bat for himself. Jim Ewell, I, I see here through my glasses, is working on uh, Bob's leg here for some reason. I think that's the delay, so Bruce will come out to bat for himself. This as soon as uh, the trainer gets through working on him. Third base umpire, uh, Doug Harvey, looking down into the Houston dugout back a third. We can't see, uh, with the sun shining on the screen behind the plate, exactly what's going on. But uh, Ewell is uh, doing something around Bruce's uh, right leg, I believe. Now Bob's getting up, and he's coming out to hit for himself. So there's one down here in the bottom of the 11th inning. With no score in this game, there have been about an equal number of threats by each club. Now the plate umpire, Tony Vincent, is walking over that way. I guess he's just going over to get a drink of water. Well, the game is delayed here for just a moment while uh, Bruce gets uh, set to come out here. He's tying his shoe. I don't know whether they had a new pair of shoes for him or what. Well, quickly here again, the Braves beat the Phillies today, 14-8. to And Cincinnati is still leading New York in the second game, 3-1, to with the Mets batting in the bottom of the seventh. Reds won the first game, 4-1. to St. Louis beat Pittsburgh, 5 to nothing, And the Cubs won a doubleheader from San Francisco, 4-1 to and 4-2. to over in the American League, uh, Washington beat the Yankees in 11 innings, 3-2. to two. Baltimore beat Cleveland 4 to nothing. And uh, in the bottom half of the ninth inning, Chicago 5 and Kansas City 1, with the A's batting now in the bottom half of the ninth inning. Detroit beat Boston 3 to nothing, and Minnesota-Los Angeles has not yet started. Well, Bruce is out there now. He has one hit. He singled open the ninth inning, is struck out, and grounded out. 
Here's the pitch on the way, and Bruce hits a chop to the shortstop, Dick Trzewski, an easy tap, and the throw to first base, and two men are out. So Bruce has bounced out short to first. That'll bring up the top of the batting order, Al Spangler. He has one of the three Houston hits today. He had the first hit of the ball game off Drysdale in the sixth, and it came with two outs. Drysdale had retired the first 14 men to face him. So here's Al now with one for four, a single. Facing left-hander Ron Peronowski in the 11th inning, no score. Two outs. Lowell, did you catch that announcement on Bruce? Yes, Bob came up with a blister on his foot, and uh, he was uh, having a little uh, treatment there and perhaps a little uh, bandage. So Bruce is grounded out on the first pitch, and now here's Spangler. Gilliam in close at third. Al takes a fast strike up around the letter, strike one. Still a lot of sunshine out here. No score in the 11th inning. Here's the windup by Peronowski in the pitch, and Spangler takes strike two. Fastball on the outside corner at the belt, and Spangler gets behind on him two strikes. starting now here at Cole Stadium and Willie Davis, Tommy Davis and John Roseboro will be the first three batters to face Bob Bruce this becomes our longest game of the year now for the second time back on May the 4th the Colt 45's battle the San Francisco Giants to 12 innings that's our longest game prior to today and now we're starting the 12th here this afternoon left-handed batter Willie Davis ground ball to second base. Morgan scoots to his left foot. Easy play to first base to Bond, and there's one down. So Willie Davis starts the 12th by grounding out second to first, and that will bring up the left fielder Tommy Davis. Time has been called in New York. Uh, John Edwards, Cincinnati catcher, has injured his hand. Boy, he's had a tough year today with injuries, and that is not going to help the Reds any. So Edwards has hurt his hand with a foul ball did not say in the bulletin whether or not he was removed from the game. He's taken out. He has been taken out. Here's Tommy Davis now. There's a strike on the outside corner of the knees. Strike one. This is the third injury that John Edwards has suffered this season. Hurt his throwing arm early in the season, and the last injury also was to one of his uh, fingers on his throwing hand. Tommy Davis has one of the four hits off Bruce. He doubled in the ninth with two outs. And he has one for four. One out and nobody on base. Bruce's next pitch. Line drive. Great catch by Bond. He speared it. Tommy Davis lines to right and Bond went way up to spirit. And you have to be 6-6 to do that. And they're two down. That'll bring up John Roseboro now as Walt Bond has just speared Tommy Davis Drive headed down the right side. Roseboro is 0 for 4 today, left-handed batter, and Bruce's first pitch. There's a looper to left, right center field for a base hit. Wynn comes up with it now, and Roseboro will hold on. Well, that's the fifth hit now, or rather the, yeah, the fifth hit off Bruce. And it puts a runner on first with two men out. 
Here's Ron Fairley. He's 0 for 4 today. He struck out one. So the Dodgers, with two outs, have a man on. This is the second inning in a row now that they have uh, picked up a single with two men out. Twelfth inning. John Roseboro has good speed, is on first base. Bruce takes the stretch now and a glance over to first base. Here's the pitch. There's a ground ball, just foul outside of first. One strike. Well, Bruce has gone all the way today, and Drysdale worked ten innings. Here's the stretch by Bruce now to look over to first. Here's the pitch on the way. There's a ball a little bit outside. And it's one ball and one strike. Bob Miller is starting to loosen up again for the Dodgers down the right field line. Foul ball high and up in the seats off the left side. One ball and two strikes. One ball, two strikes on left-handed batter Ron Fairley. 12th inning. Houston nothing and Los Angeles nothing. Bruce checks his runner on first. Roseboro has not been taking too big a lead over there. There are two men out. Here's the stretch now. And the pitch into Fairley. Very high and outside. Ball two, strike two. Here's the latest from New York. Uh, still Cincinnati out in front of the Mets, three to one. That game is at the end of seven now. Galen Sisko has been taken out, and Bill Wakefield is pitching for the Mets in the eighth. Cincinnati won the first game, four to one. Ball two, strike two. Roseboro on first base, two outs. Here's the pitch to Fairley again now. Too high. Full count of 3-2. Going to have a runner now at first base for Roseboro. That must be Willie Crawford. I didn't catch his number, but it is Willie Crawford now running at first. Crawford was signed uh, as a $100,000 bonus player, just a kid 18 years old, and joined the club in June. Quite a few clubs were after him out on the West Coast. Quite a few clubs were after him out on the West Coast. Ball three and strike two. Has that big lead off first base. Here's the pitch. He breaks on it. Ball four. He lost him. Well, that's the second base on balls given up by Bruce. Well, the Dodgers with two outs and runners on first and second, and we have a left-handed, right-handed batter, Nate Oliver, coming up here. We have uh, Owens and Woodashick in the bullpen. And let's see what decision uh, manager Harris will make right here now. And he's going to leave him in. He's going to go with Bruce. Well, Nate Oliver will come in to hit against him now. Bruce has given up five hits and two bases on balls now. Here's Oliver. He had an infield hit off Bruce in the second. Officially for the day, one for three, and uh, sacrificed once. Willie Crawford on second base. And Ron Fairley on first with two outs. Twelfth inning, no score. Here is Oliver in the stretch by Bruce. A check on his runner at second base in the pitch. Ground ball right side. Morgan over four. Joe's got it. Got him to retire the side. Oliver on the first pitch bounces out to second, and we go to the bottom of the 12th inning. So on the top half for the Dodgers, no runs, one hit, no errors. Two men were left on base. And we go now to the last of the 12th, and there still is no score in this ballgame. Dodgers nothing, Colt 45 nothing. Taste fine tobacco at its best. Smoke a lucky strike. Fine tobacco at its best. The taste that millions like. Great taste was born today. They made this famous lucky blend. And 
It's a pack, each Lucky's pack, with fine tobacco and to end taste fine tobacco at its best. Smoke a Lucky Strike. Smoke a Lucky Strike. Last half of the 12th inning now, and Joe Morgan will lead off here for the Colt 45s. Rusty Staub will follow, and then Walpon. This is still a nothing and nothing game. That was the 22nd consecutive scoreless inning of pitching by Bruce, and Bob is just one away from tying our all-time club record of 23 consecutive innings of shutout ball pitched by Turk Farrell in 1962. Well, here's Morgan now to lead off the last of the 12th. Ron Peronoski on the mound for the Dodgers. Ground ball right side. Fairly off the bag. Going to beat it out. Face it. Peronoski didn't cover, and that's two in a row that Morgan beat out. Fairly didn't know whether to go after that one or not. He started, stopped, and then went over to pick it up. And by that time, it was too late to get Morgan. So that is two for five for Morgan, and both of his hits he has beaten out just off first base. And the pitcher could not get over to cover on either one of them. Now this is the, uh, let's see, the third inning in our last four that the 45s have put the lead man on first. There's the first hit off Paranoski and hit number four for Houston. And Rusty Staub, once to third, Gilliam up with it, throw to second base, out at second, but no throw to first. And Morgan now is a little bit hot about Jock O'Connell's call about Trzuski being off the bag on that throw at second base. He had no chance to get back to first, though. Rusty bunted right into the hands of Gilliam. Gilliam couldn't have been more than 20 feet from the plate when he bunted that ball, and he got it down to Trzuski for the force out. So now stops at first with one out. On the attempted sacrifice, and here's Walpon. Play went from Jim Gilliam to Dick Brzezuski for the force on Morgan at second base. Rusty stretches his lead a bit off the southpaw. Now here's the pitch. Walt taps back to Peronoski. He's going to first base, started to go to second, and uh, then elected to go over to Fairley. As uh, Rusty now has been moved up to second, and here's Aspermonte. No sacrifice on that. That was a full swing by Bond. Two outs. Well, a base hit could do it now as Rusty's on second base with two away. Aspro has not had a hit today. He's 0-4. He struck out once. Last of the 12th inning and a nothing and nothing game. Oh, they're not going to fool around with Aspromonte. They're going to put him on and pitch to win. Aspromonte is being given an intentional pass, and they'll pitch to Jim Wynn. This will be the first walk off Peronoski and the third given by Dodger pitching today. Put runners on first and second with two outs. So Aspromati is intentionally walked. That's the seventh time this year that Aspro has been put on. Win is 0 for 3. The last two times up, he has been called out on strikes. Walked once and flied out. He is 0 for 3 officially. Well, let's see how the strategy works here for the Dodgers now. With first base open, they have walked Aspromati with two outs and Staub on second. And here's Jimmy Wynn, a right-handed batter. Wind is still blowing in from left center field. Paranoski checks over his sign now with his catcher, Jeff Torborg. 
and he gets back up in the rubber again. First pitch into win. Just missed outside at the knees, ball one. One ball, no strikes. Houston, not use Los Angeles, nothing. Last of the 12th. With two outs, Rusty Staub at second, Bob Aspromati at first. And a one ball, no strike count on Jim Wynn. Arms down again by Paranowski. Pitch on the way. Ground ball, base hit on the left field line. It's over. And Houston wins one to nothing. Jimmy Wynn is single over third. And the 45s have taken the game one to nothing with Rusty Staub scoring from second base. Bob Bruce is the first one out to grab Wynn. He gives him a big hug. Bruce has just pitched a 12-inning shutout against the Los Angeles Dodgers. His second shutout in a row. And the 22nd consecutive inning of shutout pitching for Bruce. And the 45s, as they started the National League and finished here at Cole Stadium with a win. They defeated the Cubs 11-2 in the first game they played here. And they've defeated the Dodgers here this afternoon. That ball was hit right over third base by Jimmy Wynn. And Jimmy wins 15th run, run batted in for this season. And it was a big one. As Bob Bruce becomes the winningest pitcher. In Colt 45 history in a single season as he has chalked up his 16th victory of the year. Well, here are the totals now for this afternoon's ball game. The 45s win by a score of one to nothing in 12 innings. For Houston, one run on five hits and two errors with six men left on. And for Los Angeles, no runs, five hits, one error with seven men left on. The winning pitcher is Bob Bruce. He has won his 15th game of the year against nine losses. And the losing pitcher is Ron Paranoski. He now has won five and lost seven. <laughs>